0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo Skag 3 whoever he is
1: Get your
0: Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments.
2: You are a terrific team on all counts.
0: Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this. is the Matt and Blonde Show.
3: I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize. True international service approach. Hey, why the fuck is the
4: gas so hot,
0: to the show it is a great show it is a terrific show it is a tremendous show frankly the very best you can ask anyone about that people often do this is the matt and blonde show my name is matt christensen i'm flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host blonde welcome happy, happy
2: Fourth of july what
0: I didn't think you had the patriotism in you to wish me a happy 4th of July. I
2: don't. It's the only holiday that makes me like white people less because <laughs> I live amongst, you know, a ton of white people. And oh, my God, do they love burning shit? They just they, they love to burn tires. They love to burn all sorts of wood yeah, that they should be burning. And lighting well, stuff on fire and shooting into the air. It's like they can't stop. A week ago, In fairness, I've seen
0: infernos of color in recent years as well. In fact, we'll get to Touché. those later in the we'll show. We'll get to
2: those later, yeah. yeah. Um, but they just start with 4th of July. And for people with dogs, 4th of July and children, it's just a fucking nightmare. It's just a nightmare. Like, I started drugging my dogs every night a week ago.
0: You got to do what I do and buy a freak dog that isn't really a dog. Mine. mine is Does
2: he not care about the Not fireworks,
0: fireworks no. No, he doesn't. My
2: husky got into our um, bathtub last year and pissed and then slept in it. Slept in his own pee in the Because <laughs> he was
0: so scared of the fourth result. Because he of was so July. scared.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that sounds like its own adventure, but uh, happy Fourth of July, everybody. Try not to blow your fingers off throughout the weekend's festivities.
2: If you do, please send them to me.
0: And that's if you're in a state where such festivities are uh, are even legal. But yeah, um, if you want to contribute to Blonde's uh, shelf of oddities and exotics Uh go ahead and experiment with some fireworks hey uh remember stop asian hate remember that it was very uh fashionable like a year and change ago when there was that shooting at the uh that asian massage parlor
2: oh right right but it's always black people
0: well there's been a there's been a a multicultural progressive alliance over the last few years on the stop asian hate bandwagon that is until uh Except for the, the, of course, the the uh, I hate N-words, N-word, or I hate, <laughs> let me back up. Not I hate N-words, <laughs> I hate Asians N-word was the phrasing in San Francisco in the hate crime. Oh, crimes. right, right, right. That was one exception. You heard it here. St- he
2: said, I hate N-words multiple times. Clip to, it, clip to it. To
0: stop Asian hate. That was one exception. Well, now we have another exception, and that's the Supreme Court uh, handing Asian college applicants a victory in their uh, lawsuit against Harvard and the University of North Carolina on race-conscious co- race affirmative action policies. Uh, probably not going to make as big of a difference as everyone is freaking out about because it sounds like Harvard and the rest of them will just rely on essay prompts and, and other methods of assessing race other than the checkbox. But still a, a victory for, I think, sound reasoning coming from the Supreme Court and still a victory for those of us who like to watch the sort of reactions to uh, sound legal reasoning that are entertaining, so we'll talk that case plus the two other major ones from the Supreme Court to close the term. The gays can't enslave you to make stuff for their weddings just yet, so enjoy your time before they can. And uh, Biden's student loan bailout is dead for the moment, though he's already trying to bring that back to life too. They found a new, another new magical legal authority tucked in deep into the federal. Uh, the federal Are you going to say
2: penum- Penumbra's? I swear to God, if you say Penumbra's, I don't know.
0: Maybe they looked in the you. Penumbra's of the 14th Amendment. and uh. found it. I don't know. Plus, uh, France, as I mentioned, they're having something of their own George Floyd moment as uh, an African teen is killed <laughs> by police and then mostly peaceful riots of color take over the urban centers across the country. Uh, it's looking, uh, there. there's a lot of footage on Twitter that may or may not be authentic. I think sometimes people just throw in Gore shock videos that aren't actually confirmed, but even the stuff that is confirmed is pretty bad. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but it doesn't look like uh, it's all rainbows and unicorns over in France. Plus lots of updates in the Hunter Biden scandal is apparently Joe Biden had an international burner phone, uh, perhaps through which to facilitate his cash grabs with Hunter. But joe denies the whole thing flatly so you can take his word for it plus of course we have hoax hate surprise cringe and before we get out of here tonight's movie review is uh, perfectly patriotic for this red white and blue holiday weekend team america world police we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as well 10 bucks and up on the sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers of course it will be all this and more On your favorite couple hours of listening material, remember you can find everything show-related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristiansonmedia.com. Listener support is hugely appreciated, and it is what keeps the show operational. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise available for sale as well. Plus, we have friendly offers from listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing. These are high-quality, handmade, premium hardwood cutting boards, charcuterie boards, serving trays, and more, all constructed with the materials and craftsmanship to last a lifetime. And the best part about Kineo Mountain's work is it's all customizable. Not just the selection of the materials and the shapes and the colors, But it's custom and it's engraving too. Blake at Kineo Mountain made me a cutting board engraved with my channel logo and it looks incredible. It's a a one-of-a-kind personalized addition to our kitchen that we use nearly every day and it hasn't aged a bit. Don't forget, Kineo Mountain can handle just about any sort of woodworking from small table trays to big furniture projects as well. So if you're looking for a personalized gift for someone special or maybe bigger items to customize your home, make it fine hardwood craftsmanship from Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing, the absolute highest quality woodworking that will last you forever. Check them out at kineowood.com. That's K-I-N-E-O, wood. Dot com. And of course, listeners of this show get 10% off all Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing products and services using promo code MATT10 at checkout. That's promo code MATT10 for 10% off everything from Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing. You can find everything you need from our friends at Kineo Mountain Woodsmithing plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Western Razor Company, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristiansonmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners, for listeners. And you may have heard, I still have signature soaps for sale through Hero Soap designed by yours truly. Do you? Timberline? Say frosty, woodsy experience. Old West? Leathery and oaky, ready to bust open the saloon doors? HeroSoapCompany.com
2: oh. I've heard that before, but it's like the first time I've heard it, you know?
0: Promo code MC listener for 10% off. And I, we should have talked about it this week, uh, but I have not integrated your soap into the promo. Although uh, my sources say over at Hero Soap, yours is the o- oat plus almond.
2: That is true. That's I up have for sale right well. now. It's up for sale. It's oat plus almond. It is for combination skin that needs like, because everything is about me. I just designed a soap for me that I like. I didn't even think about any of you because I don't care about any of you. Not just joking. but combination skin that needs like a little exfoliation, but also like a little love, a little tenderness. So it's exfoliated but soft. And it smells so good. It's the only thing, the only kind of soap during my pregnancy that does not make me projectile vomit. So
0: Ah, barf proof. That's awesome. Very nice. It's, it's
2: a barf proof soap. It smells incredibly good. Oat plus almond. And Oat and almond. It's
0: still promo code MC Listener if you want to buck off, huh? That's the arrangement. All right. Find all the information over at com slash deals. Really quick, got some artwork from um, movie picker Jamie, who uh, with uh, uh, I assume his wife. I guess I don't know the uh, the relationship. Jamie and Jeannie are the movie pickers this month. And they sent me a uh, I I I assume A.I. created image of us as the characters in Team America.
2: You look prettier, but i why do I look so manly? Why is my chin so big?
0: You do look chiseled and not to dispute too much with the AI, but uh, I have better trigger discipline than that. I would not be, <laughs> would not be doing that.
2: Yeah, really? Anyway,
0: uh, pretty close, pretty close. So thank you for that. We'll talk about the movie at the end of the show, of course. Uh, last announcement, there will be no call-in show this Wednesday, July 5th. I assume everybody is recovering from the fingers that they blew off from the fireworks. We'll be enjoying time with our family and friends. Hope that you do the same. We'll be back as usual next Sunday, July 9th at 9 Eastern, and the call-in show resumes as usual on Wednesday, July 12th. Hopping into the news, this isn't really a story. This is just a public service announcement that a listener made me aware of this week. As a uh, a gesture to the god of pride, GoDaddy has now made .gay domains available. GoDaddy says you can advocate, celebrate, and I guess show your, oh, and connect or show your pride with dot gay. So if you don't understand exactly what that means, yes, you could own the website, Matt is dot gay or any other dot gay website that might take, there your is going to be
2: so much AI porn of you on that.
0: <laughs> I had a, I had a listener of the show say, I'm going to buy Matt is dot gay. And it's going to forward to your website, which is a fairly innocent way to handle it. Now, I did check Matt is dot gay. Someone owns that domain. You can't have oh. it because I kind of wanted it just for kicks. Uh, but it's not available unless you want to buy it out from that person. Be forewarned, though, if you decide to go ahead with uh, some sort of funny dot gay website that you want to build. GoDaddy says they're giving 20 percent of the money that you give them to LMNOP advocacy groups like GLAAD. Oh, no. So You don't have to do it then. They're saying they'll give you a domain for two ninety nine for the first year. So you're only given, you know, a few dimes to the to the alphabet mafia. But that is a part of it might be worth it. Well, do you want to pay a little bit to the alphabet mafia to make fun of the alphabet mafia? I mean, that that tells you the mafia is still in control, I guess. But I don't know. The entertainment factor is still there. Uh, The war in Ukraine. Sure to end soon. I think it's all but over. Because the West has now deployed its ultimate weapon. You can forget the nukes between NATO and Russia. Nothing is going to match the destructive capabilities of Greta Thunberg. That's right, Greta met with Vladimir Zelensky this week in Kiev. Here is video of the scene. Hi,
2: It's very important have have to have this. uh, You made decision about this compact of uh, very concrete steps. So dysgenic.
0: Uh, The purpose of the meeting was to discuss the environmental and ecological impact of the war, because when you face an existential threat surrounding you and bombarding you with bombs and bullets, the primary concern, of course, is uh, your your carbon footprint in the trenches. That's what Zelensky is really worried about.
2: It wasn't a PSA on what not to wear to important business meetings.
0: <laughs> hey, don't knock the buffalo plaid. All right, there's a lot of
2: what the hell and and Zelensky. It's like oh, two I thought people you meant that her. Are inca- her and Zielinski. Yeah, they're yeah. they're two people that are incapable of dressing for the occasion. Both of them.
0: Well, buffalo plaid is always appropriate, but I'll still allow it in the Greta case.
2: You're a Montana man, okay? She's a <laughs> Swedish fetal alcohol syndrome child.
0: Uh, all right, fair distinction. Uh, but yeah, if you have time to meet with Greta. About this nonsense, uh, allow me to suggest that the the war is not nearly as serious as I'm supposed to believe. But no word in this reporting uh, whether Greta walked away with a check or a Glock from Zelensky's unaudited slush fund of American dollars and guns. Uh, Do you get a commemorative Glock paid for by the United States when you meet Zelensky? At this point, I kind of hope
2: so, right?
0: Whatever the appropriate gun might be. Well, did you see that um, Dylan Mulvaney finally broke his silence three months into the the scandal with Bud Light?
2: Yeah, I saw. Uh,
0: I've been wondering what Dylan Mulvaney has been doing this entire time, probably looking like that monkey puppet meme, just looking around awkwardly, realizing that he has all but single-handedly tanked America's number one or formerly America's number one beer brand in Bud Light, But he posted a video on his TikTok account. He says he waited this long to talk about it because he was hoping the controversy would just blow over. It hasn't. And he thought Bud Light would reach out to him. They haven't. And so now he's condemning Bud Light for not standing behind their transgender hiring.
4: I took a brand deal with a company that I loved and I posted a sponsored video to my page. It was just an Instagram video, one can with my face on it. Funny story, I had the can around my house, but then I realized, wait, I need to protect this can. So I hid it somewhere and now I can't find it because I hid it so well, but when I do find it, I feel like it needs to go in a museum, preferably behind bulletproof glass. What transpired from that video was more bullying and transphobia than i could have ever imagined i patiently waited for things to get better but surprise they haven't really and and i was waiting for the brand to reach out to me but they never did for a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse in my opinion than not hiring a trans person at all because it gives customers permission to be as transphobic and hateful as they want
2: oh my god i'm i'm so deeply offended every time i see his face is is this how Black people feel when they see like a like a minstrel show or something like that?
0: They are the same thing. They're the exact same thing.
2: Wow, I'm having a moment where I'm like really sympathizing <laughs> with Black people now. But seriously, I feel like this is such a bad impersonation of what a woman is. This is what you think a woman is? Seriously, this guy?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I guess he's had the. He- has Dylan Mulvaney done the ultimate chop? Have we clarified that? Dylan Mulvaney did facial feminization surgery, and of course, all other all, all, all sorts of uh, other cosmetic updates. He doesn't
2: have updates. breast implants, so I'd imagine he hasn't chopped it off yet.
0: I guess they're all cosmetic updates, to be fair. But. The thing that bothers me the most about that, oh, it's given people permission to be transphobic. I don't need your permission or Bud Light's permission or anyone's permission to hold whatever the hell opinion about you I hold, particularly since you are voluntarily a public figure. And if you don't like me having critical public thoughts about you, you can opt out of being a public figure in the same way many people hate what I have to say or hate this production or hate whatever about me in particular. If that if that became too hot for me to handle, I could retire to private life and not endure life on the Internet a single day longer. And, and, I, and you don't need just the permission word it just pisses me off. I know this is off the cuff. It's not scripted. I don't want to be overly critical. But oh, you, come on. Just the premise like, oh, that's giving people permission to hate. No, you have a right to hate things. Sorry, you do. I don't need. Permission. I, I don't
2: care about that as much as I care about this. This 1984 usage of phobia. Like, I'm not afraid of transgender people. I have a disdain for them because of the way they're living. That's totally different.
0: Well, and even even that, I would, uh, if, I, if I could talk seriously with Dylan Mulvaney, it's, it's, I think that what Dylan Mulvaney and these activists are doing is, he, he speaks in this video about how he's endured, like, it's some of the worst sadness he's endured in his entire life. I'm thinking, yeah, that's the same sadness that you are leading people towards. I would prefer that people not experience that sadness and yeah, I don't yeah. believe the sadness is cuz someone tweeted something about you that's mean. I think the sadness is because you are trying to live a lie every day trying to convince yourself that you're something that you're not and you can't go on infinitely living a lie yeah. and expect to be happy. So could we yeah. find some common ground in what brings people happiness and this ain't it. But yeah I'm, I'm yeah, supposed yeah. to ironically say that it is. he has
2: the He has a self-awareness of a woman. So maybe uh, he's more female than I'm giving him credit. Maybe.
0: Mm -mm. Uh, Anyway. Um, Well, this. uh, So big story out of Parkland, Uh, Florida, of course, the site of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting in 2018. And the cop who was at the school and stood by and didn't enter the building. He was armed, but he never intervened. I had forgotten that he was actually facing charges for not intervening.
2: Oh, he was facing serious charges. He was facing seven counts of felony child neglect, three counts of culpable negligence, and one count of perjury because he lied about it. Um, He's been acquitted on all the counts. Scott Peterson, what an unfortunate name, right? Um, So basically from all accounts, he, he, he sat behind the school. What he said, which I suppose is difficult to disprove, is that he did not know where the shooter was. And so going inside the oh, school was, ju- was just he- going to be some kind of suicide mission. Um, that's what he said. That's probably why he was acquitted. But, you know, he didn't do anything to save the students. He had a moral responsibility. Like, I don't care if he got acquitted. Like, he had a, a major moral responsibility to do whatever he can yeah. to save the students.
0: As someone who has not followed this trial closely, I don't want to be misunderstood because to me, this Without understanding the details of the law and how this trial went, I could see how this is legally complex. At what point do you have a legal duty to intervene? As a moral matter, I think this guy failed tremendously. But what yeah. the law says about his duty to intervene, well, in general, police don't necessarily have, don't a have a duty to, d- yeah, I to think quote, think unquote, they, save you.
2: Legally, they probably got it right. But that doesn't tell me anything about the moral quality of, of Scott Peterson. And what I think about him is that he's a huge pussy. So I, I don't know. I mean, he's talking about. Do you getting have his permission back, to but, say that?
0: Has Bud Light uh, authorized no. that hate?
2: Dylan Mulvaney has not personally contacted me to tell me that. Oh, I people are listening. So. Um, but yeah, he's saying he's he has his life back now. Is that is that what's happening? Well, I,
0: there was some news coverage and and that I saw this week, and it's Scott Peterson speaking with media after the acquittal. And I know this is one part of his statement, but yeah, he's telling reporters, "Oh, I'm so relieved to have my life back."
4: The not guilty verdict brought a release of emotion. The defendant
3: is not guilty.
4: From Scott Peterson, the school resource officer at the Parkland, Florida High
2: School, who has been criticized for failing to enter the school and confront the shooter in 2018 when 17 people were killed. Got my
1: life back.
0: And it's yeah. that that really bothers me. First of all, um, <laughs> the 17 that were killed don't have their lives back. Yeah. So- Good for you. Congratulations. But I don't really believe that you have your life back. I think every single day you're going to think about what you could have done to minimize that situation and be haunted by the fact that you didn't act on those possibilities on behalf of the right, kids. Right. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm missing something. I just, am I wrong to be bothered by that statement? I, I don't, I just think that's such a bullshit thing to say. Oh, good for me. I have my life back.
2: Well, if he were a man of character, he would live in such guilt that I don't think he could ever get his life back.
0: Well, David Hogg has chimed in with an interesting take.
2: Uh, He
0: reacted to the acquittal with a tweet. He says, remember when there uh, even when there are good. Let me start over. Remember, even when there are cops on campus, that doesn't mean they will do a damn thing. And when they don't, the system does nothing. The cop in Parkland, like those in Uvalde, wasn't a good guy with a gun. He was a coward with a gun. Fuck Scott Peterson, which is actually kind of correct, Mm. at least or at least something I agree with. Uh, And it's actually a great case to learn to defend yourself and equip yourself to do so. If the police won't protect you, you're going to have to protect yourself, I would think would be the logical conclusion here. But somehow David (laughs) Hogg means police won't protect you. So make yourself helpless which of course only works in a fantasy theory. If we round up and delete every gun in the world, asked who will round up and delete every gun in the world. I presume David Hogg might answer answer the police, Uh, you know, the ones who will do nothing otherwise. But David Hogg could not be reached for comment. If David Hogg (laughs) would like to come on this show, he's always invited.
2: Always.
0: How did David Hogg get into Harvard with their strict uh, affirmative action?
2: You can get into Harvard if you're white, but like you, you have to hate yourself Hmm. openly and have to have an audience to listen to you. Hate yourself. Ah, Also, there's a neck circumference threshold Ah. that can't be surpassed. It's like only him and uh, Adam. Oh, my gosh. What is his name? What's the neck
0: to cranium ratio? Who's got the crazy
2: one? Your head has to be four times larger than your neck to get into Harvard.
0: What the hell so, happened at the border where there's footage of border agents cutting razor wire to let illegals through at uh, what, Rio, the yeah. Rio Grande and Eagle Pass?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty much what you would expect. Um, so there are these border patrol agents cutting through razor wire. The razor wire was, was placed by the state of Texas. Um, to, to process minors apparently after crossing illegally – So the federal government's position is that once the migrants are on U.S. soil, they have to be processed, right? Okay. So because this was on U.S. soil, they're like, "Well, we got to cut this razor wire to let them in because they're they're on U.S. soil because we can't, so we can't we can't turn them back," which which is retarded. But
0: there's a boat Um, that's seen like bringing them across in the footage.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. This is on private property, um, so yeah, it's likely that the border patrol agent that they're just kind of doing what they what they were told. But is this a situation
0: um, where you have some kind of trafficker? I guess I'm assuming I shouldn't assume that the boat, which we'll see in a minute is border patrol or U S federal government property or operation. Is this some kind of trafficker who's running a boat across the river and the federal government stands there passively? Well, I guess they're on our property now. Nothing we could do. Is that what I'm
2: watching? Maybe. I mean, the, the problem here is that we are slaves to federal and state law in that things that are logical like telling these people get the fuck out of this country turn around go back and if we see you again we're going to kill you instead of doing that we're like well it's consistent with federal law to uh, open this gate and let them in and allow them to be processed it's like we've totally lost logic and people are like well we have to do it's consistent with law.
0: can we just change the
2: laws it can't possibly be that hard I'll show,
0: I'll show the footage here so we have full context. But you can see the border agent bending over to snip this wire and then uh, ushering a bunch of migrants through and pointing them which way to go. And then we got this boat. And who's running this boat is what I want to know.
2: Yeah, that's a great question.
0: And you got more migrants after that.
2: Yeah, that that is um, U.S. territory for, like, many feet. Okay. So... Uh so they can't just be like go home. Hmm. Ooh, there were children there. There were children.
0: Well, um, we'll get to the uh the racial propaganda surrounding the Supreme Court's affirmative action decision momentarily, but before we do, I wanna make a brief aside here about just how racially insane people have actually become. Um, they'll they'll protect a certain race so tightly that they'll completely forgive not just outright crimes committed by members of that race, but crimes committed personally against them, up to and including, in the latter case here, murder. But this first case happened um, back in May of 2022, but police body cam footage of the arrest went viral this week after a body cam YouTube channel posted it at the end of May after a public records request at flowers park in doraville georgia a black man was arrested and charged with simple assault and making terroristic threats he was taken to DeKalb county jail after he allegedly threatened a white family with a knife so apparently this black man was sleeping on a bench at this park and this white family was playing at the park and incidentally woke him up which caused some sort of conflict uh the the black guy confronted the white family Things became hostile. The father in this family called 911 after the black guy pulled out a knife and made threats, or at least that's the story. And that's at that point, 911 was called. Police arrive. They interview everybody there, and they arrest the black guy. Now, after realizing that his attacker was being arrested, the white guy, the dad in the family, I assume, he starts crying and saying that he only wanted the black attacker to go away not be arrested. And he's crying because he worries that the black guy will think that he only called police because that guy is black. He was arrested and charged with simple assault and terroristic threats. Following his arrest, he was transported Sorry. to the DeKalb County Jail. Why is it
1: happening? I'll be with you just one second. Mm-hmm. I will need for you to fill out a statement for him. I don't want him arrested. I just want him to leave us alone. I know, but he had a weapon on him and it was terrorist threats. Brandishing is not a crime with a knife. Brandishing, brandishing. is the only a crime for a gun. Terroristic threats though, sir. Because he said, die to me? and had his knife out what all that was done I I was it, you, let me get a thought you were gonna
3: arrest him i wouldn't call i just wanted to leave us alone
1: i understand but we still have a job to do now he's gonna th- he's gonna think i'm doing this because i'm white and he's black and <laughs> he's homeless and i'm not i don't want but that. did he but did he do what he did
3: yeah but i don't want him thinking i did it because he's in whatever situation he's in i, I just wanted him to leave us alone
2: Oh my gosh, I wish this black cop would have a, this black female cop would have a negligent discharge. Like, the, the, how could this, this is peak America. How could this get any more America?
0: Well, just because he said die to me, you think that he's uh, making a threat <laughs> of some kind?
2: No, you have to be brandishing a gun. knife is going to
0: brandish I just what want him what a
2: pussy what are you it's it's pussy. so
0: classic it's like I I don't want to acknowledge the reality which is that this guy is making criminal threats I just want him removed from my general vicinity which is how these people think they they have this abstract concept of the world in which there's this perfect justice that they're a part of and then when confronted by the ugliness of the real world well they they don't acknowledge it they think they can just retreat and remove themselves from the situation and not actually face the truth of the matter. And, and beyond that, it's, it's even more simple. Your family was threatened by a guy, dude. What? You and you that's don't. That's
2: not going to change you.
0: Uh, it, like, what will? If you're a man who's having someone threaten your family at knife point, and that's not enough yeah. for you to say, "Get that motherfucker to jail right now." I don't. There's there's no hope for you. You'll never there's only one step beyond this and that's the him allowing that guy to stab his family to correct past racial injustice.
2: Yeah, well, who married this guy and thought that he was going to be an okay protector for the family?
0: I have no idea. I don't know what the family circumstances is. Now, according to the news reporting uh in Newsweek here, it's not uh it's not known if the black man was convicted on any charges um but it's also not known if uh, if perhaps the white guy caught up with him later and just surrendered his family to to make good on that uh deal that was never closed maybe there was a a just ending after all where that black guy just killed his whole family as it should be we don't know uh we we talked about this story before this is the story of a, a baker and activist jen angel in oakland
2: Oh, yeah, Uh, I remember her.
0: She had this bake shop called Angel Cakes or Angel's Cakes. And uh, so she was a baker and then she would she would write about left wing politics for various publications on the side. She also was an activist at various racial demonstrations in the Oakland area. Well, back in February... She was robbed in her car at a bank parking lot in Oakland. She made the mistake of chasing after the perpetrator's vehicle and ended up getting caught in the door. And and she was dragged about 50 feet. She Uh, died in the hospital three days later from blunt force trauma to the head. Now we have an arrest in the case. 19-year-old Ishmael Jenkins Birch, he's charged with murder and he is indeed a systemically oppressed young man of color. But Jen Angel's friends and family are calling on prosecutors not to prosecute him in the traditional way. Please do not charge him with murder. We don't want him incarcerated. He shouldn't be in prison. He needs, quote unquote, restorative justice. And so the friends and family say that would be the real way to uh, achieve justice in this case. And, of course, honor Jen's legacy. Her reverse was Angel's friend. She's one
3: She's one of several people calling on local authorities to pursue an alternative to traditional prosecution.
4: I know Jen believed that we need to address harm and create accountability that is that is really rooted in looking at the root causes of, of why harm happens. Burr says Angel strongly disagreed with the current criminal justice system and would not want her alleged killer to go to prison. Like locking somebody in a cage, is that really going to bring Jen back? Instead, Burr says Angel would have liked a form of restorative justice
3: to happen. Friends of Angel's have been working alongside the nonprofit Restore Oakland.
2: And restorative justice is really about healing. And healing begins with telling the truth. And our current criminal justice system robs any opportunity of truth-telling from all parties. I I have a different definition of restorative justice here, all right? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Let's steal his purse, and then slam his head in a car door and drag him for 50 feet until he dies. Uh, okay. Justice restored. Yeah. How about that? These people.
0: God. Uh, the premise here is so dumb, too. The premise of putting murderers in prison is not about bringing the murdered back because, of course, that's impossible. By the way, your restorative justice method also does not bring the murdered person back, so it's kind of right. a push in that evaluation, isn't it? The idea behind imprisoning them is, one, to punish the murderer, and then too to make sure they don't do any more society. murdering. that might yeah. be helpful. Um and the the claim at the end well our current system doesn't do anything for truth or or fact finding. It it may have some uh, imperfections but at its core it is a, is an opportunity for both sides of the dispute to collect and evaluate all the evidence in a fair environment and really determine what the at least as fair of an environment as we humans can create. I am entirely unclear about how putting this guy to, into some sort of community work program or something uh, gets us to the truth of what he did to Jen Angel. We could talk about the justice matter of his punishment. The facts matter, too, and they're not proposing any additional fact-finding method here beyond what we would achieve at trial. Yeah, that's true. Now,
2: what, I don't know. What? This bitch uh, totally got what was coming to her, though. I mean, Matt, man, it's Schadenfreude to uh, max.
0: It's horrifically ironic, and as I've long said, I know that death is coming for me one day. Uh, I hope it's quick. I hope it's painless. But above all, I hope it's non-ironic. I don't want. Oh my god, an no. ironic death.
2: No, but this is—it's an irony of her own making, and we see this with women all the time—that are social justice act- activists and everything like that. They—they they think that um, that evil doesn't exist in the world or that they can fix it you know in the same yeah. way that chicks are like oh i can fix that that broken man get the get on the back of this harley and I, i'm just gonna fix him. i'm gonna do it they do this with criminals too it's like this guy will rape and murder you he doesn't give a fuck like well <laughs> what is far, wrong as, with these chicks <laughs> as
0: far as what their proposal is i had to dig down into the story to find it julie Barr, a close friend of angels said the da's office acknowledged their desire for an alternative to traditional incarceration quote If there were some sort of alternate place to prison where this murderer, accused murderer, could work and have education and learn, and if he wants to become a better human, I'd love for him to have that opportunity if he wants it. Well, see, the thing about prison is...
2: Is she talking about prison camps?
0: You can do all of that. You can work. Oh, yeah. You can learn. You can become a better guy. And it has the added bonus of not being able to walk out and murder people whenever you want. So it's actually not that far off, the concept of uh, incarceration here.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would love to get some slave labor from these people. So I'm with her there.
0: Someone's got to make the license plates. But I mm. would prefer that they can't walk away and kill people while they do. True. Anyway, we'll see what sort of uh, restorative justice method they select. Um, But we got to get to the uh, what was another uh, very consequential close to the Supreme Court term this year, just like last year. Tough to beat last year's finish, of course, but I would say this sequel term this year is pretty close. On Thursday, the court declared affirmative action policies or racial preferences in college admissions unconstitutional. Then on Friday, the court affirmed the First Amendment right of a Colorado website designer to refuse to make a gay wedding website. And right after that, they struck down Biden's bogus student debt cancellation plan. And then they took off for the summer. So we'll go through each of these decisions as well as uh, the reactions to them. First, as the Babylon Bee notes, it had to be a really awkward day at the court. Uh, but actually, kind of seriously, uh, headline Awkward. Supreme Court rules against affirmative action with affirmative action hire sitting right there in a picture of the Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. It's it's funny, but but seriously. And my only critique of that headline is where's Sonia Sotomayor? Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah. <laughs> every bit is
2: uh,
0: every every bit the same uh, unqualified diversity hire as well. Mm-hmm. But I guess the distinction with Katanji Brown Jackson is that Biden explicitly said, I'm picking a black chick. Before right. he even picked her, the the first and primary reason Ketanji Brown Jackson is a Supreme Court justice okay. is because she's a black chick. That didn't happen with
2: with of my own?
0: I don't I don't think Obama straight up said that. Like I am I am picking a, a a Hispanic woman because she's a Hispanic woman. But okay. maybe I don't know. I have to go back. But uh, before the we'll start with the affirmative action uh, decision. Before the actual decision, a little bit of background and context. Affirmative action policies in college admissions have long been a very murky area of constitutional law. Of course, the 14th Amendment guarantees all citizens equal protection of the law regardless of race. Colleges and universities are commonly public institutions, of course, or in the case of Harvard, uh, private institutions that accept gobs of federal money and are therefore subject to federal non discrimination laws. So how could it be that there were ever racial preferences or dating back decades further at one point quotas uh, in college admissions in the first place? How could that be legal? Well, it's because the Supreme Court previously carved out a half-assed exception for it. Uh, As we know, they love to tell us no constitutional um, uh, constitutional right is purely absolute, at least according to the Supreme Court. And that is true. Every fundamental right like speech or security from unreasonable search and seizure, they all have limitations generally under the framework of what's called strict scrutiny. So the, sc- the court says that fundamental rights can only be limited when there's a compelling state interest achieved through narrowly tailored means. In other words, mm. the government's interest has to be very, very, very strong, and their method of achieving that goal must be the most limited way possible of achieving it. Well, back in 2003... That is exactly what the Supreme Court said about affirmative action, uh, as in considering race as a factor in admissions at the University of Michigan Law School. In that case, the uh, the court ruled that diversity is indeed a compelling state interest. So colleges and universities can pursue it so long as they use only narrowly tailored means of doing so. And if you have questions about that, like why the hell is diversity a compelling state interest? How do we even measure that? How do we know when the means are narrowly tailored enough or not? Uh, your questions are correct. There aren't, there aren't uh, objective answers to that. It's all a bunch of nonsense, and the implementations of it uh, have protected exactly what the Equal Protection Clause forbids, which is different treatment by state actors on the basis of race. And this new challenge happened through the University of North Carolina and Harvard, where those evil Asian students allege they have have been discriminated against by uh, affirmative action admissions policies that favor other races, primarily blacks and Latinos. So that is the context in which this decision hits. Uh, This new duo of cases, students for fair admission versus Harvard and students for fair admission versus North Carolina. It overturns that old case at the University of Michigan Law School. Uh, Grutter v. Bollinger that I was describing might be Grutter. I forget the pronunciation, but um, affirmative action programs in college administrations, uh, college admissions rather, are indeed an unconstitutional violation of the Equal Protection Clause under this decision. So the decision was 6-3, everybody against the completely insane trio of Kagan Sotomayor and Brown Jackson, which is a theme for the cases we'll discuss tonight. All of the opinions are a combined 237 pages. The bulk of that is 80 pages of Sonia Sotomayor traditionally raging incoherently. The decision itself is not all that complex. If if the Equal Protection Clause means equal treatment by government, regardless of race, then as John Roberts wrote for the majority, eliminating racial discrimination means eliminating all of it, even when it's against Asians, white people, or otherwise, but of course, uh, Sotomayor and Brown Jackson want lots of racial discrimination. They just want it against white people and Asians. So the most uh, cited quote from Brown Jackson in this case uh, reads as follows: "With let them cake, let them cake, let them <laughs> eat cake. Obliviousness today, the majority pulls the ripcord and announces color blindness for all by legal fiat." but deeming race irrelevant in law does not make it so in life. Right. But your, your job is judging what's relevant in the law, not judging what's no, relevant, what's in, relevant life.
2: in life. Yeah, exactly.
0: And it's not the court that <laughs> deemed it uh, irrelevant. It, uh, it, it's the law. It's, it's the 14th amendment in fairly clear language. She continues uh, quote. No one benefits from ignorance. Although formal race link race linked legal barriers are gone. Race still matters to the lived experiences of Uh. all Americans in innumerable ways. And today's ruling makes things worse, not better. Again, the court does not judge lived experiences or
2: anybody that uses that phrase should just be shot on sight.
0: I'm I'm starting to think her. somebody in the Supreme Court is talking about
2: lived experience. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The court doesn't judge better or worse policy; it judges the law. And if you don't like the law, you change the law. But if you want to change it, you're in the wrong branch of government. You head on over to Congress, and you join the squad, Katangi, if that's what you want to do. It is, a no. as a practical matter, colleges are going to dance around this, uh, both because they're ideologically committed to their precious diversity, but also because the majority opinion specifically allows them to. Roberts wrote that the decision. Does not prohibit universities from, quote, uh, considering an applicant's discussion of how race has affected his or her life, be it through discrimination, inspiration or otherwise. So whether just whether college uh, admissions personnel are just looking at the name or whether they're using an essay prompt proxy like is described here, colleges are going to figure out who is black and who is Hispanic and they're probably still going to give them an edge. They're just not going to do it through the simple checkbox method that might have been used previously.
2: Not if white people start lying openly. Yeah. Well, suing. you
0: you got to become, uh, I don't know. You got to change. You got to change your name legally to like Jamal Garcia or something like that.
2: I don't know. My maiden last name is Hargraves. 80 to 90% of people with the last name of Hargraves are black.
0: Is that true? I, would, yeah. I, I guess. Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know any Hargraves people. You're the first. I'm
2: telling you, if you can pull it off, you should do it.
0: The uh, the Supreme Court, of course, can't erase the ideological rot in these colleges. So, yeah, even though I do think that this case is well reasoned and I think it's a it's a good step toward constitutional fidelity, the actual fix for college campuses, the Supreme Court can't do that. It, it's going to take uh, the destruction of the system through its own failings, <laughs> or I don't know. The, I don't think this is going to change how colleges operate, except for they just dance around it on the forms a little bit. I think that's really the consequence. But the president doesn't like this decision, obviously. And so he took the podium on Friday in reaction, saying many people wrongly believe that affirmative action allows unqualified students to be admitted ahead of qualified students. And that is not the case at all.
3: Many people wrongly believe that affirmative action allows unqualified students, unqualified students, to be admitted ahead of qualified students. This is not, this is not how college admissions work. Rather, colleges set out standards for admission, and every student, every student has to meet those standards. Then and only then, after first meeting the qualifications required by the school, do colleges look at other factors in addition to their grades such as race.
2: That's incorrect. Why why is Harvard letting in black students to get a 1200 on their on their SAT? That's no. patently false.
0: He's trying to <clears throat> confuse with his word choice here. So he's saying, well you have to be qualified first and then they'll evaluate race, right? But if your baseline for qualification is very low and then right. you prioritize race over other factors once you've cleared that low threshold, well then you are picking less qualified candidates over more qualified candidates on the basis of race. And you don't have to speculate that's what they're doing. To your point, uh, one of the exhibits in the lawsuit, just so we're clear on what this means, if you're talking percentiles or deciles in this case, if you, this is an academic decile, that's how good of a student you are, how smart of a student you are. If you're in the 10th decile, you are effectively the smartest guy in the room you're smarter than 99 or 100 of your, competi- your your student competitors. If you're in the fourth decile or the 40th percentile, that means you're smarter than 40 out of 100 of your peers, which is another way of saying you're below average, though not drastically so. But black students in the 40th percentile had a better chance of getting into Harvard at 12.8% than Asian students in the 100th percentile percentile 12.7 percent. so if you're asian if you're an asian guy who is literally the best the smartest guy that there is your chance of getting into harvard is or was lower than a below average black applicant and if you're the best hilarious
2: though there's
0: nothing you could do to be better if you're the best i guess you could beat yourself but
2: yeah but all these asian people left their countries that weren't that bad to find a better life and they thought that they were going to be able to overtake whitey and the ivy league schools and it worked for a little while and now but they're like no asians <laughs> i know i think this is funny i don't i don't am i supposed to think this is bad it, it's funny good funny.
0: luck getting into harvard though if your name is yamasaki or chen or something <laughs> like that you're still fucked they're <laughs> <You're> gonna <screwed. laughs> know you got to change your name to jamal garcia it's the only way
2: yes it is
0: yeah. How many, how many Asians named Jamal will there be next year at Harvard? <laughs> I can't well, the wait. The
2: Chinese, they're crafty. Jamal Wu. They're gonna, yeah. There's nothing they can do about their last names.
0: Well, no. they could see you got to change the last name too, because they'll see that on the you application.
2: Yeah. Jamal but Wu yet, when, Tang.
0: When Biden says <laughs> unqualified people get in. It just depends on what you mean by unqualified. Uh, It does absolutely mean that less talented people are being selected purely on the basis.
2: We're sure. What else could it possibly mean? Yeah.
0: So so Biden appears on MSNBC on Thursday night as well for a very rare live TV interview. It was actually 20 minutes long. And this is the one where he sort of weirdly shuffled off the set before they actually went to commercial (laughs) break. I'll spare you watching that um, once again.
2: It was inexplicable.
0: But during the interview, he spoke
3: absolute gibberish in response to this ruling. And I think that across the board, the vast majority of the American people don't agree with a lot of the decisions this court is making. Some of your former Senate colleagues on the Judiciary Committee would go as far as to say that it's anti democratic. You know, if I say it's anti democratic, then it gets a lot of trouble. <laughs> no, 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 but, but it, it is, it's, its value system is different, it is not as embracing of of all what I think the, the Constitution says we hold these truths we sell that all men and women are created equal endowed you know the thing. and thou so by their creator uniqueness of America we never fully lived up to, we never walked away from it and this court seems to say that no that's not always the case the idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution giving states power that we fought a war over <laughs> in 1960 um, you know I, I just think it's um, this is not your father's Republican Party.
2: What the fuck is he talking about? I got, okay, I don't even follow. What is he talking about with this right Right to privacy?
0: Well, I, I guess he's talking about the right to privacy that was discovered in the penumbers of the 14th Amendment. It, that is the same amendment, but we're talking about affirmative action in college admissions. We're talking about the Equal Protection Clause, an entirely separate clause with an entirely separate... Uh,
2: mountain of, of what, case law What was he try- how was he trying to tie that I, I don't even understand the the logical process I think he's following.
0: saying we fought a war some people thought he said 1960 in fairness I think he does say 1860 referring to the, the civil, civil war. war but then he's saying okay. we passed the 14th amendment after that and through the 14th amendment of course we have the equal protection clause and we have the due process clause through which the right to privacy was discovered you know 100 years later right what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, I don't know. Um, this His commentary about, well, I don't... The, none of these decisions are very popular with the American people. That's kind of anti-democratic. Correct. The Supreme Court was never designed to be a democratic institution. Its its job is to evaluate the law. It's not a political body in its design. Why don't we elect Supreme Court justices? Why don't we make them into Congress, too, if it's supposed to be democratic? Not only that... Um, his claim that this isn't popular with Americans is kind of bunk. We'll get to that in a second because I have a video clip on that. Of course, he made the mistake of it says right there in the Constitution, all men are created equal. that's the Declaration of Independence to be <laughs> to be specific. I know they're closely related documents, but just yeah. more to the point, how does favoring. Well, it says all men are created equal or in the 14th Amendment that everyone is entitled to equal protection of the law. Well, how does favoring one race over another? How is that pursuant Uh, to the philosophy of the Declaration or the Equal Protection Clause? seems to be contrary.
2: Right. Uh, Well, they need the favoritism because of systemic racism. Wasn't there some progressive that tweeted this week like black people would not be able to get anywhere if it wasn't for affirmative action. Yeah, that was like, ah! she, she said, was
0: she said black people can't succeed in a merit based system. <laughs> I think she's fake though. I don't think she's a real person. Oh really? I think that's one of those <laughs> like bot fake accounts.
2: Oh, it's so excellent though. I'm like, I agree with you, but okay.
0: <laughs> well, there's been a lot of, you go, you go back and read that university of Michigan law school case. Even the court acknowledged that there will come a time at which affirmative action has served its purpose. Now, I would argue it, it didn't have a legitimate legal purpose in the first place. But even those who supported it in decades past understood, all right, a little bit of a, a, an assistance here and there, that that clock is going to run out. But to these people, no, no, it's, it's not it's not a clock that's going to run out on past injustice. I want favoritism in my treatment from the law. Forever. And that's why in they're perpetuity. very mad. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, why why does anybody try to get any law passed, and they think it's going to be temporary? That's not the yeah. nature of our law. It, it extends forever. They're all in perpetuity. They change the culture. Everybody, everybody knows that. Yeah.
0: His comment, too, well, this is not your father's Republican Party. Well, first of all, this isn't a party decision. It's a Supreme Court decision. Right. Um, the 14th Amendment literally comes from the birth of the Republican Party. So <laughs> I, I think that's kind of... Yeah, I think that's kind of related. Not that I'm yeah. trying to fanboy for the Republican party or something. It's just a matter of history. This is not your father's democratic party. Okay. Now men and women are the same. There's no distinction to be made between them. Uh, shots from big pharma are mandatory. Government yeah. colludes with big tech to censor you. That's those are
2: not,
0: Yeah. Warmonger, that's not d- the Democrat party from 15 years ago. No. These are, these are entirely new concepts. Um, I mentioned his point on public opinion is not only philosophically wrong. I think it's actually matter. uh, It's it's wrong as a matter of fact, depending on which poll you, uh, which poll you uh, evaluate or which poll you look at. And the point is that public opinion polling on affirmative action is actually highly unreliable. NBC's news coverage noted that listen to this incoherence. Most Americans support affirmative action, but they do not support considering race as a factor in admission.
2: How? How can, how can you square that? As for how the support? public feels about all of this, well, a lot depends on how the question is asked. A recent NBC News poll found that more than half of Americans support affirmative action as long as no quotas are used. But that changes when the question specifically asks about race and ethnicity in admissions processes. There, the public is broadly against it, guys.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. The American public loves dogs. They just hate canines, okay? Yeah, really. Uh... If calling something, if, if calling the thing a different thing fundamentally changes your opinion of it, uh, that would suggest that, the, that people have no clue what they're right. even talking
2: about. Or they're facing social pressure to answer in a certain way. Yes, exactly. When it's being phrased in a certain way. Yeah.
0: Well, that's all I have to say about the affirmative action case, unless you had anything else to add.
2: No, I think this, this is hilarious. It's going to hasten the collapse of um, the university system, I think.
0: Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I I think they're just going to continue operating the way that they would. But I think that they were on that. Yeah, but they're going to be some pissed
2: off Asians (laughs) going to the Supreme Court.
0: We saw what happened the last time they got pissed off. They they took care of Hawaii pretty bad. So next up, it'll be Cambridge if you guys don't watch it. Uh, All right. So case two. And I won't go on as long about these cases, but case two is also important. This is adding teeth to the First Amendment protection against compelled speech. So this is the this is another case out of Colorado about their anti-discrimination laws as as it applies to gay weddings. Recall back in 2018, the Supreme Court considered the case of Colorado cake baker Jack Phillips. Two gay men attempted to force him to bake a cake for their wedding under Colorado's anti discrimination law that forbids discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation in public accommodations, including private businesses like Jack Phillips Cake Shop. Jack Phillips won that case, but for completely cowardly reasons from the court. It was one of Anthony Kennedy's last opinions, and he ruled that. Um, it was the way that Colorado handled their treatment of Jack Phillips and not necessarily the anti-discrimination law itself that was unconstitutional. And I wish I was exaggerating the point, but I'm not Kennedy, uh, at least in a, in a paraphrased way said that Colorado applied their rules with particular animosity for Phillips Christian faith. So they called him a butthead. They called him retarded because he's Christian things to that effect, not direct, not those exact words, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so just on that case, in that one case, Phillips won, but the court said nothing about the underlying law. And so of course the activists still harassed Jack Phillips ever since. And the Colorado law remained on the books to be abused, uh, and be revisited by the courts again. And that's exactly what happened in this case. So now we have a similar situation. This is Lori Smith, who's a website designer in Colorado. Now, as far as I understand, she didn't actually build any websites, I, there are some questions about her, which we'll get to in a moment. But she wanted to do wedding websites, but the state says that she can't unless she makes gay ones, too. And she doesn't want to make gay ones because it violates her Christian faith. And so she challenged the law. This case went six to three two again with the insane commie trio dissenting. Gorsuch wrote the opinion this time, striking down the Colorado law, at least insofar as it forces people in expressive businesses to express messages with which they disagree. So, writing the decision, Gorsuch says the First Amendment envisions the United States as a rich and complex place where all persons are free to think and speak as they wish, not as the government demands. Colorado seeks to deny that promise. Now, if you ask me, all anti discrimination law is constitutionally suspect, if not, Uh, unconstitutional outright or at the very least philosophically flawed because it denies your rights to association and property the court isn't going that far here they're saying well it's it's just a speech issue they can't make you say things you don't want to say that's correct but you're still ignoring the question of well what if i'm in a business that isn't purely expressive what if i'm the caterer what if i um what if i'm the venue and i don't want to host gay weddings There's less less of a pure speech component to that work. The court really isn't saying, do you have a right to your labor and your association to refuse to do that? Or could the state of Colorado still effectively make you a slave and make you work on a gay wedding? We don't get an answer to that. Just a speech issue for now. Um, So I would say that this is a step in the right direction, of course, for as much screeching as there is about it. I would say it's not nearly far enough, but at least they can't make you say things for now. Yep. Here's a wrinkle, though. Did you see this? Is Was this case built on hoax hate or a hoax gay wedding? Maybe. Uh, Lori Smith, as I mentioned, she really didn't build websites. She just says that she wants to, but the state of Colorado won't let her build the ones that she wants, excluding the ones that she doesn't. Well, she said that she was contacted by a gay couple in 2016 who asked her to make a gay wedding website. Their names were Stuart and Mike. And this request included a phone number, an email address, and a link to Stewart's website. And that was actually part of the court documentation. So a reporter over at the New Republic, it's hard to believe that throughout the entire timeline of this case, no reporter did this. But a reporter at the New Republic thought, well, why don't I call Stewart? Let's see how Stewart feels about this case. Stewart answers, answers the phone. And not only does Stewart have no recollection of requesting a gay wedding website from Lori Smith, But he says, I'm a straight guy who's married with a kid and I live in San Francisco and I also do website design work for a living. So I don't know why anyone would think that I would request a gay wedding (laughs) website from someone I don't even know in Colorado who has zero experience in the field. That is a very odd question. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. So.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's possible that this guy is, in fact, a gay liar. I guess he doesn't want it publicly out there that he requested a website seven years ago. Right. He, he is apparently a fairly accomplished website designer himself, though, so it does seem odd. If you did this for a living, why would you hire out some inexperienced person and pay them to do work that you could easily do yourself? Yeah. This does not necessarily get at the merits of the case, because fundamentally we still have a question of whether Colorado can force you to work or speak in ways you don't want to. But I'm wondering if um if they didn't uh, fudge a few of the facts just to get their foot in the door to bring this case. It kind of seems like maybe they did, unless uh, unless there's some evidence to the contrary. Do you care? Um, I mean, I always care about the truth. I I do for its own sake. Uh, that said, is this the in the in the grand scheme of weaponization of the court? Is this the worst weaponization I've ever seen? No, it's not. Not not even close. Um, and I think, at some at some level, I think it's something of a moot point. Now I know that I'm not going to go all the way into the spirit of it is true because if it's not true, <laughs> it's not true. But I am saying that if Lori Smith <clears throat> did go into business making wedding websites and refused to do a gay one that the state of Colorado absolutely would have come after her in the same way they did to Jack Phillips. I don't have to speculate that that would have happened. I can point right at Jack Phillips and say, look at the way that they've harassed this guy for years. So I, I, I think it is kind of a moot point that said, um, I, I still the spirit
2: of the thing matters though. This I is also a, a counter attack. It's a counter attack. Yeah. This isn't an offensive, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, you guys did way too many hoax hates. It, like, give Lori Smith yeah. uh, a mulligan on this one.
2: Counter hoax hate.
0: Now, strictly speaking, of course, the court did not say you have a constitutional right to refuse to serve gay people. In fact, Lori Smith didn't say that. Like Jack Phillips, she said, it's not I'm. It's not that I would refuse to build a website for a gay person. I just don't want to endorse gay weddings. It's still being sure? understood. I, I
2: heard her say, like, no faggots under any circumstances kill the faggot. No, com right. I think she
0: owns kill the I think that was her website. no no she
2: owns kill dot gay
0: oh dot okay uh yes I don't, I don't yeah she says she'll make a website for anyway so and and the, and the court has the court did not say that that a law um or even Colorado's law for this purpose was saying that you you can't refuse service to gay mm. people in general on account of them being gay. That's not what the court said. The court said you can't compel her to create a message that she does not want to create. Right. right. But people are interpreting this to mean that you can just tell all gay guys to get out of your establishment whenever you want. Uh, or, and so now several Twitter hot takes uh, have emerged to this effect. But supposed images from businesses, too. And I'm not sure how legitimate this is. But these supposed images from businesses say things like this. Since the Supreme Court has ruled that businesses can discriminate no sales to Trump supporters, we only sell to churches that fly a pride flag. Um, And they present this as an own. And yeah, my reaction is the same. Great. Thank you for informing me. I appreciate that.
2: Um,
0: I fully agree. I would also like not to associate with you if this is the way that you think. Yeah. And, and by the way, even if you're an insane person like this, you still own your property and your labor. And if you tell me to get mm-hmm. the hell off your property, as a matter okay. of principle, I will honor that. And if you tell me that uh, that you don't want to work for me, you do own your labor. I don't have a right to put you in shackles and tell you that you must. So go on your merry way. Yep. And you will suffer the market consequences for those decisions. I, I don't know that pandering to a small percentage will at they, the though- expense. Well, I think in general, that's a bad strategy, but you know, you can't deny that the rainbow capitalism has had some positive effects for certain players. Maybe not Bud Light though. Anyway, that's all I have to say on that one. You have any other thoughts? Uh, I'll be quick on the student loan decision because I know we're way past the hour here, but I'll just wrap this up so that we can have a, an even or a nice spot to break. Uh, the Supreme, the, the, uh, the student loan decision is likewise a straightforward decision. Again, 6-3 with the quasi sane people against the commies. The crux of this case, uh, well, I will say, I'm going to be quick with this too. I posted a video analyzing it in greater detail yesterday. So if you want my full thoughts on it, go check that out. I'm not going to repeat myself, but... There are a couple updates that I do want to get into. The crux of the case is whether a 2003 law allowing the Secretary of Education to waive or modify, that's the statutory language, waive or modify loan terms as emergencies may require, means that the Secretary can just cancel the debt outright. That was Biden's legal claim. Well, the majority reason that the statutory language does not say that, because it doesn't, and if there's a question on that, uh, as to whether Congress meant that, that Congress should clarify that and do it itself. And Ale- Elena Kagan's dissent, which I get into in my video posted yesterday, it's it's hilarious. Um, first of all, she's arguing that the law clearly means that the Secretary of Education can do whatever the hell he wants. But secondarily, she's arguing that the Supreme Court is taking power away from Congress by punting the decision back to Congress. Yeah. The Supreme Court has no respect for the separation of powers anymore. It's becoming an unelected, unaccountable super legislature. She whines and whines and whines and whines. And she says this unironically right after expressing sorrow last year that Roe v. Wade was was struck down. And Roe v. Wade did everything that she's complaining about. It took power away from the people, away from the states, away from Congress. It was an invented policy made up by the Supreme Court. In that case, she said, oh, it's really bad this is going away. We express we're, we, we greet this decision with sorrow. Um, it, it's very noticeable how her view on what questions the court can and can't answer depends heavily on what answers she likes. But um, the reason I get back into this is because when I made that video, I had foolishly assumed that this was going to be the end of the student debt cancellation nonsense. And I should have known better. Because after all, part of the decision or part of the discussion that I had on this was that Biden constantly does unconstitutional power grabs and seems to have no reflection uh, or any interest in, uh, in thinking about why he ought to respect his constitutional constraints. You think about the, the eviction moratorium, you think about the vaccine mandate. We have this debt cancellation now. So of course he wasn't just going to accept the decision and reflect about the error of his ways. So, Five seconds after the Supreme Court case uh, the decision comes out, you know they've been thinking about this for months because they knew this is how this was going to go. The White House found another new magical power buried deep in some other federal law book that they can twist and use to achieve their ends. So on Friday, Biden announced that he'll try the same debt cancellation plan through an alternative legal authority. Remember when they ripped Kellyanne Conway for alternative facts? Now they have yeah. alternative legal authorities. One is more... <laughs> consequential than the other Uh, this time they're going to try the alternative legal authority of the original higher education act of 1965 which allows the secretary of education once again to quote waive or modify federal student loans under certain circumstances so it's going to be the exact same logic with the exact same legal theory which presumably will lead to the exact same outcome biden says this new path is legally sound (laughs) Uh, okay, as opposed to what the old path it, yeah. and if, if this was the legally sound path why don't you take the legally sound path in the first place I, I I have to assume you're going with the paths that you find to be the most viable and not just grasping at straws I'm expected to believe that
2: yeah
0: anyway uh, so the, the that, that battle is still going to continue they're still going to claim that they can just cancel everyone's debt da- last thing I have Congressional Democrats are really getting pissed off at the Supreme Court for not just being another tool of their agenda. To the extent that the court isn't doing their bidding, they want to start a fight with them, or at least some of them do. Now, I have been told for years that respect for our institutions and the rule of law is paramount. It's the bedrock of our democracy. And anything short of that is a prelude to January 6th. But here we are questioning institutional integrity... This morning on CNN, AOC said that the Senate Judiciary Committee is beginning the process of investigating the entanglements of conflicts of interest on the court. She says if Chief Justice John Roberts will not come before Congress for an investigation voluntarily, he should be subpoenaed. (laughs) Wow. Uh, The committee did ask Roberts to testify about ethics and reforms in May, but he declined. She's also floating the idea of impeachment. And of course, they don't have the numbers to actually remove the justices from office and they don't have control of the house though the numbers are pretty close but we already did two presidential impeachments for show why not add supreme court impeachments to the party uh,
2: yeah Just pile them on there
0: nobody I have to notice nobody there's no impeachment inquiry into the uh the Dobbs leak from last year nobody cares about that we only care about institutional integrity at the court when uh, we don't like their decisions not yeah. uh not when uh you know, the rules of how the institution operates are violated. We just care that uh, Justice Thomas had a nice vacation once. We got to investigate what beach he was at, what drink he had, what swim trunks he was wearing. It's
2: the important thing. Yeah. It's the important stuff.
0: Anyway, we are well past the hour, overdue for a break. So thank you guys for your patience. And, um, Just a few over on Rumble. I'll grab those while you uh, pull up the YouTube and tippy list. I'm ready.
2: You want me to do? Yeah,
0: go for it if you're ready.
2: Robin D. Banks, imagine being an affirmative action hire to the Supreme Court only to get there and find affirmative action gutted. Lol. Also with France, at what point do we say get out or get on this train? We're we're about to talk about it.
0: Are the train tracks still intact in Europe or have they uh, fallen apart in the decades since? I'm
2: sure they're defunct. Ah, they they probably have an all Algerian crew fixing up the train tracks, and so they'll never function again. Bill yeah. Biden's debt forgiveness is a BS election ploy. I paid off seven years of school loans. Did I get a retro reimbursement? My debt is my responsibility only. I know. Yeah, we're such idiots for paying off our student loans. Well, loan debt. I was
0: such an idiot. I paid mine off in March 2020, right before they suspended the payments. That's how big of an idiot yeah. I am. But seriously speaking, uh, I took a lot of pride in that. And yeah. it was, it was, a it was big such achievement. a relief
2: that day. I remember that day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It felt great. I I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want someone to bail me out on that. I mean, if somebody came to me and voluntarily wanted to make a gift for that purpose, I guess I would listen. They're what sweet. I'm saying is yeah. I don't want to point a gun at you and say, give me money to relieve the debt that I agreed to pay back. And that's a matter of principle, but it's a matter of personal achievement too.
2: Yeah. So that we know that we paid for our worthless education.
0: Yes. Yes. Although uh, I still stand by mine because I had some awesome professors.
2: That was uh, awesome. I I could have the most amazing collection of shoes or anything else. Literally anything else.
0: I I looked back at my uh, alma mater to see if uh, my favorite professor in the political science department was still there. And I worried he might not be because as I have said before, when we did Lawrence v. Texas in a constitutional law class on, uh, on due process, he came in and he was he was always very tense. He he did he handled his class like a law school style where it was Socratic method and you'd be cold called and expected Ugh. to a respond nightmare. and if you couldn't like you were screwed. Anyway, he came in and said uh, he sat down, very stern faced, deadpan, just said, "Do you have a constitutional right to ass fuck?" And we had to discuss. And I thought, man, that was awesome at the time, but now could he? He, there's no way he's going into his classes and asking, do you have a constitutional right to ask fuck?
2: I'm sure he's bitched. He started bitching out if he hasn't been fired yet.
0: He's still there. So yeah, I, there's a part of me that would love to reach out because I would love to talk to him, particularly if he would agree to do it in a public setting, which I doubt he would because his job would be ended at that point. But I also ne- like you're
2: never to talk to that guy ever again. <laughs> I
0: have a lot of respect for him. And I wouldn't want to be the reason that he gets in trouble either. But privately, I want to be like, dude, you're fucking awesome. I hope you didn't censor yourself at all. These bitch ass kids, don't listen to them. Don't listen to the school administration. Maybe you're, he watches
2: the podcast.
0: He's the Obi-Wan of that college, dude. You're our only hope. You have to offend all of these kids every what was single his name? day. I, can, I can't say that because oh. then people will. Yeah. I can verify that he. All I can say is he's still at my alma mater. That's all I can say.
2: Lewis and Clark College. <laughs> We have talked about it before. You've I know, said it but don't make it like I don't want times. him to get
0: 50 emails.
2: I know. Oh, nobody will know who he is. Yeah. Could be anybody. I bought PN. Uh, no, no, thank you. Andrew Guardian. Me, when Ireland began their second lockdown over the commie, vi- commie virus, they used to be excellent fighters and mercenaries. Very sad. Me, about hearing France now. Fruits frequently rot when left alone. <laughs> Ow.
0: What was... Uh- um. You know, I've I've complimented Owen Benjamin's tweets lately because he said, oh, what uh, was it?" Ted Cruz is cucking for big anal, which I thought big was anal, one. But was he like. said about this, like every so often, Europe has to be invaded by Muslims because they can't stop printing money or butt fucking. Man, <laughs> pretty on point.
2: Yeah, Owen has a lot of good takes. <laughs> no, I was listening to Viva and Barnes, and Barnes was like shitting on Owen so hard yeah. last week or two weeks ago. Like, man, that's a brave take these days. Well you have to, no
0: you just have to take him for the character that he is. Does he have some out there idea? Yeah, sure, but like that's that's why I have an appreciation for the guy is he's he's pretty fearless and he's willing to call it as he sees it, whether you agree with it or not. I respect him for his uh his courage in that regard and I find yeah, him totally. to be entertaining too.
2: Yep. Um nobody, you should spend $40 on Audible credits and buy Nomad Capitalist by Andrew Henderson Starting an Online Business All in One for for dummies. And 50-plus Self-Help Classics Collection. Also recommend Hmm. Tax-Free Wealth by Tom Wheelwright. Thank you, nobody.
0: Tax-free wealth, you say? Is this the legal kind or the kind that they kick in your doors for?
2: The door-kicking kind.
0: Oh. Well, I will look into it and strategize accordingly. Thank you.
2: Can you read a few of these?
0: Yeah. uh, Black Magic. Thank baby Jesus that stupid month is over with. I swear to Christ that if I would build a brick oven in my backyard. Sorry. I swear to Christ that I would build a brick oven in my backyard and be... (laughs) casting the undesirables myself in front of my in front of my gay black jewish boyfriend
2: oh wow. i'm so glad i didn't have to read that
0: all right that's uh that's an intense one uh Ooh. let's see maybe uh since we're i gotta get back into the news let's mark this here and i'll read uh rumble And then we'll get into the news. Yakko 1977 says, I'm grateful for the victories delivered by SCOTUS. It's an important check against abuses of power, but it won't stop them. Tyrants don't believe in limitations of powers. They'll find another way. You're exactly right. And they're already doing it. Oh, you say that that invented legal authority doesn't work. Well, I've discovered an alternative legal authority. Well, (laughs) Lucky you yeah it's uh it's it's nice oh, yeah, to see some sanity winning the moment but of course the uh that, that is a, a very small battle in the context of a larger war the hillbilly deluxe says you need to look up sparkle. <laughs> wait i can't read this one because this is this pertains this pertains to something later in the show okay. but I I, I I will to hillbilly deluxe i'll say just wait till is later it the
2: surprise cringe
0: y- yeah that's why i don't want to talk about it uh but we'll get to it later uh Nikki says, what a great week. Been listening to Matt since the YouTube algorithm would suggest you and Sargon after a Young Turks video. Thanks for the years of content. Well, first of all, thank you for supporting the show. uh, It's
2: gag three, whoever that is. We love you. You're very special.
3: And
0: thanks for the memories, too, because YouTube recommendations. I mean, that's that's years, years ago. That that died a long time ago. So thanks for sticking with me, man. Dick Boner, one of the great names of the chat. (laughs) Dick Boner. I was tempted to use this 20 bucks as a donation to help bail out a jogger to help thin the progressive herd, <laughs> but they got a deep, they got a deep jogger bench. Regardless, enjoy a couple forties on me. Well, thank
2: you. Oh, thank you.
0: Where can you get forties, a couple forties for 20 bucks? So what kind of forties are these? That's gotta be like.
2: Colt 45s or is
0: that what I feel? The cheapest malt liquor, I guess. Yeah. Ugh. Addicted to drubs, uh, to drums. Thanks uh no thank you sir your support for the show is very much appreciated as always we love you you're very special uh let's get back into the news because i got to give enough enough time here uh well first of all i forgot my where are my manners i have to stick with the format the customary jen saki i'll
2: have to just circle back with you
0: then we'll get back into the news um and I want to leave enough time for what's going on in France because I don't really understand all the details, but I get it enough to know that like some guy got George Floyd or the equivalent of George Floyd. And um, uh, many migrants or migrant associates are very mad about it.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, so the 17 year old who was they're, they're saying that he was French, but he was Algerian. Um just mercilessly murdered for doing nothing at a traffic stop. Uh, his name was Nahel M. So what they're saying is, okay, the public prosecutor said the police tried to stop the vehicle because he was driving erratically and the driver was young, but he refused to stop. And then he ran a red light and then he committed a bunch of traffic violations and then he endangered pedestrians. So he was swerving all over the work, all over the, the road, uh, narrowly missing pedestrians. He was not stopping at red lights. And then he led the police on a uh, high speed chase is basically what happened.
0: there. And that was before the encounter that killed him.
2: No, which, it was after the encounter. Well, I just mean like the high speed, speed
0: chase, then, the high speed chase isn't the part that we can see where the car drives away.
2: No, there's no footage of that. because that's how these things always are. There's no like George Floyd nearly killing somebody. You're like freaking out on fentanyl, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, so police pursued him and then this video gets released of, of the police Approaching the car on foot and then one officer pointing a gun. And then this guy starts to drive away. You and I were talking about this earlier. Apparently he guns it and then they shoot Um, and fatally shooting him in the chest. And now the officer is under formal investigation for voluntary homicide. Um, And black people and Muslim people in the country are freaking out.
0: (laughs) Um, in the footage it's sort of hard to tell exactly what's going on but there's uh, police have pulled him over obviously there's a gun drawn on him the vehicle starts to move and remember this is a guy who just drove erratically nearly hitting a bunch of people and going on a high speed chase and as the car you can hear the gas hitting by the way it's not like he just whoops I let my foot off the brake and it's in drive you can hear the gas and as soon as the gas hits and that engine revs there's a shot fired from that police officer's handgun I guess it hit him in the chest but you can tell it's pretty close and the car just kind of moves down the street before it eventually stops. So I thought maybe he was shot in the head, but if you saw a chest, then he probably had some time to try to to get away. He wasn't instantly incapacitated, I'm assuming.
2: Right. <clears throat> uh so in the wake of all of this like these crazy, more than Minneapolis-style protests have broken what? out. Hold on, all over France.
0: That's a high. They bar. are
2: insane. Have you seen what's been going? On? It's pretty like bad. BLM yeah. on crack. over I there? have
0: tame footage that I'm allowed to show. <clears throat> Raji Muhan says it's okay.
2: They're super violent. Protesters are throwing stones, bottles, fireworks at police. They're setting fire to garbage bins, vehicles, buildings, including a bank. And then they're just like looting stores. So police are really. Amping things up, they um, they're using tear gas to disperse the crowds. Uh, there's like a ban on fireworks and protests. Forty thousand officers were mobilized. <laughs> nearly nine hundred people were arrested on Friday evening alone. One hundred eighty arrested the night before, more more since then. And I think this was it was yesterday. This was the, the destruction tallied yesterday. Four hundred ninety two buildings have been da- damaged. Uh, nearly four thousand fires started. Okay.
0: Here are some clips that I can show, mostly just uh, footage of fires taken by bystanders. But there's one clip where they're sawing down like a a, a lamp on the street, like a street mm-hmm. light.
2: And CCTV, c- they were. Oh, that's what CCTV. they're doing. I
0: thought it was just the lamp, but it's for its cameras then. That's what they want. Yeah. That makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the, uh, the post actually falls down and nails the guys who are trying to take this down. So just massive fires, several of these types of events.
2: Did you see anything like that in Minneapolis fire that size?
0: <laughs> it collapsed on top of them.
4: Raiding stores, looting
0: stores. Apparently one of them was a gun shop.
4: There
0: were a bunch of firearms stolen.
4: But you know, again,
2: practically an
0: entire city block on fire in some cases.
2: But what did the French expect? Um, and then this Parisian mayor, Vincent Jean-Bruc, He was at a town hall um, and he had left it like an idiot, like a like a stupid moronic Frenchman left his wife and two children home alone. Yeah, I know. Um, And rioters smashed down the gates with a burning vehicle at 1:30 a.m. They set fire to his house with his wife and children inside. Garbage cans, one of the family cars. They shot fireworks in the house. So the mayor's wife flees their home, which is totally under attack, lifts their children over the wall. And then they all injured themselves in the process. I think one of the one of the kids like broke some bones. just like Jeez. launched him over the wall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was pretty I mean, that's not a criticism yeah. of her. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, she did. She did the right thing. Of course, the wife um, and one of the children were hospitalized with fractures. The two children were very traumatized. And local prosecutors have told reporters that an investigation into attempted murder had been opened, but no suspects have been arrested, nor will they okay this is let's watch this this footage yeah here's the
0: some of the aftermath not the event happening but the burned car outside the home and just what the scene looked like after this event had taken place do we have any idea how many attackers there were has that been described
2: uh i didn't read that but it would have to be like it'd have to be several this wasn't a one or two man man job okay so this guy um he's operating a deadly vehicle a deadly weapon uh, you know, the guy being the original
0: dude who was shot. Is that- yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. He's like nearly killing pedestrians. They can't after that, after they've seen that and he's gone in a high speed chase. They can't just let him go. What uh, if no, he goes it, and then he immediately kills somebody with his car? Like it kills like a family crossing. Yeah, they can't let him go. The, the officer the, absolutely did the right thing. I This is insane. It's, it's like these minorities in these countries are just waiting to have an opportunity To loot and and burn shit down. So I looked up some information on Algeria, which is not that bad of a place to live. The poverty rate is twenty three percent. It's fifteen percent in France. It's like
0: I'm gonna guess that it also is not
2: a reason to get refugee status. It's an illegitimate reason. Your country needs to be war torn. You have an imminent threat on your night on your life, not just like I'm tired of being poor and I want to go to the West and take their resources. I'm surprised you're willing to grant that
0: premise even. Um,
2: oh, no, no. That's that's the like the 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 U.N. definition of refugee ah, status. I, I think there should be no refugees. I don't care if you're getting killed in your country. That's not a me problem. Uh,
0: I would imagine that the 15 percent poverty figure in France is at some level a product of these immigration the status. policies. Totally, so.
2: Yeah. So I have to address that, too. But it's like how much better I just cannot get an empathy boner. For these people that come to Western nations and then they get killed in in ways like this. It's like, oh, you had to leave Algeria so that you could go to France and act like you're fucking French. You're not French. You're never going to be French. Stop leaving your home country.
0: Well, you say that, but very soon they're all going to be opening successful wineries and making uh, successful cheese shops. And putting on the mime outfit and standing outside the Eiffel Tower. Exactly,
2: exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing. This is where this is where I disagree with conservatives. If they did that stuff, I don't care if they were good citizens that contributed to their societies. No, 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 no. We, we have to stop this. These people have to go back. They have to go back. I don't care what um, quality of individuals they are. They are not French. They need to go home.
0: I'm, I might. Well, we've had that discussion a million times. So, in the, in the, interest the French
2: of time, get what they right? deserve in this one. It's just like when this kind of sh- shit happens in our country. It's yeah. like we deserve what we tolerate, and the French are getting what th- what they deserve on this one. I don't I don't know what to say. Like you guys yeah. are going to let a bunch of algerians burned down the jewel of the west so that they don't think you're racist what a bunch of pussies! no that already happened they've been pussies, that so.
0: already happened when notre dame burned down spontaneously yeah. it's already gone everybody's
2: right? crying they're all singing friends it's like <laughs> why don't you want to kill people where's that thirst for revenge
0: you know what we is need that is, not the, even,
2: is it absent in the front we need
0: the actual team america to get in there and restore order which we'll get to <laughs> i know in a little We're bit. running
2: so late. We got to yeah. cruise through some of these topics.
0: Anyway, we'll keep an eye on that, of course, because that is absolute insanity. Um, I'll be quick with the Hunter Biden stuff because these are just updates that are worth watching. But uh, to to return to where we left off last week, we discussed the plea deal in the Hunter Biden case. The, the IRS whistleblower says the prosecutor, David Weiss, told the investigation team that the charging decision against Hunter Biden was his alone to make. But that's a contradiction or sorry. He told the whistleblower that the charging decision was not his to make. That's what the whistleblower says. That would be a contradiction of what Merrick Garland says and Merrick Garland's public statements that Weiss did indeed have full independent authority. Mm -hmm. David Weiss also sent a letter to Congress on June 7th repeating Garland's claim that he was totally independent. So assuming the whistleblower isn't lying when he said that Weiss told his investigators that he's not in charge. And the whistleblower has email and witness evidence to this effect. That would mean that Weiss lied to Congress saying he was independent, assuming he was telling the truth to his investigators. That would also mean that Merrick Garland lied to Congress, too. And I'm not just cynically making that charge. There's now additional evidence as in uh, well, as is tradition, rather. The New York Times buries the relevant information in the 21st paragraph of their reporting on Thursday. This statement, quote. A second former IRS official who has not been identified told House Republicans the same story. That episode was confirmed independently to the New York Times by a person with knowledge of the situation. So just to be clear, that's a second IRS whistleblower saying the exact same thing that Gary Shapley is saying. That David Weiss, the prosecutor in the Hunter Biden case, told us, the investigation team, privately in a meeting that he was not in charge and his hands were tied when it comes to charging Hunter Biden. So it would appear that, yes, David Weiss lied. Merrick Garland lied. We will likely get more truth on this matter as it's investigated. But David Weiss sent another letter to Congress this week to clarify. Uh, He had a request from Jim Jordan on the Judiciary Committee to explain the discrepancy between these statements with a deadline of July 6th. And maybe uh, David Weiss was just being timely because he has until Thursday, of course, to fulfill this request. But he thought, I'm going to wait until Friday night before the 4th of July to send this letter, which is perfectly timed from his perspective. Uh, But he, man, does he still have a lot of questions to answer because he's really trying to walk the tightrope with his description here. He's, He's now saying, well, I only had full authority within the District of Delaware. And if he found evidence of crimes in other districts and we know that there were crimes in D.C. and California that were relevant to the case or at least possible crimes to be charged. If he found evidence of those crimes in other districts, he'd have to go to the U.S. attorney in that district or request special counsel authority to bring the charges himself. Mm -hmm. Well, Weiss says that even though, according to the whistleblower, he requested special counsel status and was denied by the DOJ, that he was given assurance that if necessary, he would be granted special counsel status Uh, To handle the matters in D.C., California, or wherever relevant where charges could be brought. So he wasn't given special counsel status. But what he meant when he said that I have full authority is that I've been given assurance that if there's evidence of crimes that should be charged, then I would be given special counsel status. But I guess we're supposed to believe that there wasn't Uh. evidence of crimes to be charged. And so that never happened. He's being very tricky and very careful here. He's saying that he had the full authority in a certain context, but not all contexts. And in those contexts where he didn't, he was assured that he would be given power, even though he never was apparently. Um, And it's a bunch of evasive language that, that I think actually confirms the IRS whistleblowers claim. Weiss did not have independence at minimum. He had to work with us attorneys in other districts and, or go through Merrick Garland in DC. So, the Hunter Biden stuff is a scandal on its own, but the scandal of covering up the scandal. Yeah. I, I, the cover up is worse than
2: the situation. Yeah.
0: We might be looking at a situation like that. Although new information just came out. Now there's more of more, more Hunter Biden videos and pictures. Apparently there's videos of him smoking crack, doing 170 miles an hour down the interstate to Las Vegas to is that go possible to go find. He was in a Porsche. Oh, cool. so, you know,
2: You know, he has a 30 year old child.
0: Well, Hunter is like 50. Maybe older.
2: My husband told me that today and I was like, what? That doesn't sound possible. But yeah, an old man.
0: Well, we also know that uh, in the case, as we discussed last week, there's this text text message that emerged from the IRS whistleblower showing Hunter threatening a Chinese businessman that Joe was going to beat him up if he didn't pay. And then Hunter got paid. And reporters asked the big guy himself, <laughs> Joe Biden, this week, if he was, in fact, sitting next to Hunter at the time, as the text alleged that he was. Uh, and, of course, as is supported by simultaneous photos on Hunter's laptop. Well, Biden made the most compelling argument he's made in years. He just yelled no. President Biden, how involved were you in your
1: Chinese shakedown
4: text message? Were you sitting there? Mr. Were you involved?
3: Were you, uh, uh, here, uh, I here,
2: Were you? No. Ah. Well, at least he addressed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm convinced. But he he's just—he's doing better than Katanchi Brown.
0: That was pretty coherent for him. It was on topic. Now,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: there, there's also uh, a claim now that Biden had an international burner phone that Hunter paid for. Information has emerged that Joe Biden had a global cell phone that Hunter provided while Joe was vice president. This, according to records on the laptop, it's not a White House phone. It's not a government phone. It's not Joe's personal phone. It's something else. It's $300 a month, this phone from at and where you could access somebody anywhere around the world. The phone number was shared with the House Oversight Committee. The suspicion, of course, is that this is a phone that Joe Biden personally used to facilitate these corrupt cash grabs with Hunter. But reporter John Solomon has a very interesting claim about this phone number. He says he actually got the number through leaked laptop documents in 2019. And back then, he says he called that number. And much to his surprise, Joe Biden answered the phone.
3: There had been some documents that law enforcement had gotten to other means. And one of those documents got leaked to me and it had a cell phone number that Hunter Biden was paid for. So I figured oh, this is my chance. Maybe I can, I've been trying to get fair comment from Hunter Biden. So I'm going to call the cell phone. So I called the cell phone and guess who picked up the phone? Oh boy. Joe Biden. Joe Joe Biden. What? Boy, was he shocked when he got, uh, when he picked up the phone and found out it was me,
1: he hung up pretty quickly.
2: (laughs) Wow. I wish we had more evidence of that. Why wasn't he recording?
0: That's why I'm skeptical. And I like John Solomon. I think he does good work. Um, But and and to be fair to him, my understanding is when he had this number back in 2019, he thought it was Hunter Biden's phone number. He got it in the context of Hunter Biden information. And so he was wouldn't
2: you record it anyway? He's a reporter. uh,
0: Yeah, I guess like even if you expected Hunter to answer the phone, um, especially
2: if you expected Hunter to answer the phone, you get some cracked out response. You get into a fight with you. It could have been awesome.
0: Maybe in fairness on that, there are some legal considerations, both because his methods of obtaining the documents might have been suspect. Also, I don't know what the the laws were on recording the conversation depends on what state you are uh, you're in. So maybe it was something like that. But even if he didn't record it, seems pretty newsworthy that that Hunter actually. Well, Joe answered the phone when you were expecting Hunter. I just I Did would have expected him to say this, something though? at the time. It seems weird that he didn't say anything at the time, if I'm yeah. understanding correctly. Um, easy way to clarify this, what's the number? But I guess since it was leaked. <laughs>
2: Let me call it. Yeah, I'm sure he, it's defuncting.
0: If he shares, yeah. Uh, one last update uh, on the on the Trump case, the classified documents case that of course is ongoing. Um and This week, presumably through a leak, of course, CNN obtained the audio of the damning Trump tape in which Trump was showing a writer military plans for action against Iran from his presidency, saying that as president, he could have declassified it, but now he can't. And it's highly confidential. And uh, the tape sounds bad. I won't sugarcoat that, at least insofar as it's going to be tough for him to defend against in court. Um, But there is an interesting wrinkle to the story. The document that Trump is supposedly talking about in that tape, when he's saying, oh, look at this document from the Defense Department that shows what we're going to do to Iran. Um, Well, that is not actually part of Jack Smith's case against Trump. Catherine Herridge at CBS reports that this Iran memo, as it's called, it is not part of the 31 counts of willful retention of national defense information, according to her source with knowledge, unnamed, of course. But it is not clear that Jack Smith's team ever recovered this document. So perhaps it is real and maybe it's hidden somewhere or perhaps Trump was just bullshitting and the document he was talking about is not, in fact, legitimately classified. Of course, that doesn't mean that Trump won't face difficulty on dozens of charges. If one of these sticks, he could potentially face significant prison time. It doesn't mean this is like a get out of jail free card. It does mean that the kill shot evidence that they had is not actually directly tied to any of the documents in question. I'm sure the prosecution will still say that they have evidence of Trump saying that he willfully retained classified information in general. That's demonstration of him willfully retaining it in these other contexts. It's not going to destroy the evidence. I just think it's interesting to note that they don't have the document that he's talking about in this tape. That's a, it's a very odd wrinkle in the case i don't necessarily expect it to change the trajectory of the case but it's something to keep an eye on and pay attention to all right uh time for some hoax hate if you're ready all right this is a new one Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? In Des Moines, Iowa, local CBS station KCCI chief meteorologist Chris Gloninger is leaving the station partly because he says he suffers from PTSD (laughs) due to death threats sent to him for his coverage of climate change. By his own description, he seeks to present weather within a climate change context, which he says caused multiple viewers to send him harassing emails. He provided some of these messages on Twitter. This is a sampling from last year. I don't watch your worthless weather forecast because you're an idiot. But someone else texted me and said you're still an idiot. So go to hell back where you are. Go yeah, go to hell, back where you came from. Bleep, he censored, whatever they call them. Uh, next one, there are four here. Science, like Fauci, you dumb bleep, go east and drown from the ice cap melting, dumb bleep. <laughs> getting sick of your, getting sick and tired of your liberal conspiracy theory on the weather. Climate changes every day, always has, always will. You're pushing nothing but a Biden hoax. Go back to where you came from. And this last one, I guess, is where the accusation of a threat comes from. This one says, what is your home address? We conservative Iowans would like to give you an Iowan welcome. You will never forget. Kind of like bleep. He censored whatever the guy was saying.
2: Well, maybe they just want to send him a flaming turd or something. They didn't say, I'm going to kill you.
0: Uh, It seems like uh, Iowan greeting is like pig shit. Yeah, they probably use pig shit instead of dog shit. There's plenty of it.
2: I don't know. This doesn't really seem very threatening.
0: These are all messages from last summer.
2: PTSD, Um, what a little bitch.
0: And so... Uh, now so those are from last summer this summer announcing his departure from the news station gloninger wrote a lengthy note on twitter in which he described getting a death threat from his climate change coverage last year and i have to assume it's that one that says what's your address we're going to give you an iowan greeting or whatever it said because uh, that's he doesn't specify what the threat actually was so i have to assume that's what it was gloninger also posted a video. In which, uh, funny, he also says he's he has a new job doing climate change consulting work in, back in Massachusetts, and also his parents are sick back in Massachusetts, so he's also leaving for those reasons. But it's also totally because he got a mean email a year ago. I mean, if the mean if the mean email bothered you a year ago, you sat on that for a year. But now it's time to go because of that, even though your parents are dying and you got a different also, job. Who
2: cares? Ugh.
0: Seems I'm very so uh,
2: thin skin these days
0: well that's what the most surprising part is the the shocking part of this video is not the death threat which he does not explain the shocking part of this video is that this guy has a wife
4: this is just some of the outpouring of support from iowans iowans that are appreciative of the job that journalists are doing of
0: meteorologists that are connecting the dots between extreme weather and climate change my wife and i are moving to massachusetts I'm joining the Woods Hole Group as a senior scientist in climate and risk communication. When we're talking about climate day-to-day in our everyday lives, we'll start to make a difference. I'm not expecting you to quit your job like I am and focus 100% on combating the climate crisis. But if we all do our small part collectively, we'll make a huge difference.
2: Hmm. I'm not expecting you to do everything to change your life to fight climate change, like I'm doing.
0: Congratulations! What did he say? He's joining
2: Bunghole and Associates or whatever. (laughs) Bunghole and Associates
0: Climate Consulting LLC. His wife. Yeah.
2: Is that what he calls his Pomeranian? Uh, There
0: is a zero percent chance. Maybe zero percent chance that what he was flipping through there was actually supportive emails. I need to yeah. see the text of all of those papers that you were flipping through. But even if it was, doesn't that kind of undo his premise? You have yeah, a yeah. thousand page book of people who love you, but you have one email from a guy who's like, hey, give me your address so I can come fight you. And the premise is that <laughs> that, that gave you PTSD, even though the entire yes. state of Iowa loves you so much, they're sending you an entire book full of appreciation. One guy Dude, was I hope mean. this
2: is true. I don't think this is hoax I, I hope this is true.
0: I'm sure the emails are legitimate. I just don't. I think that what he's doing is he got a new job that pays him more. And so he's going back to something that happened a year ago to tell Iowans how hateful they are and collect some victim points on his way out. I think that's the hoax (sighs) element of it is that. Um, I'm sure, though, I'm sure Iowans will be greatly disappointed in uh, missing out on nightly broadcasts from TV meteorologist Giant Pussy. I hope they... Find a suitable replacement. <laughs> Yours is better. Bunghole and Associates is better than TV meteorologist giant pussy, but I'll go with that.
2: I don't even know what he said, though. Did he say, like, like wood hole? Woods hole? Oh, what? what? I I
0: forget the firm that he's going to. I don't remember. Yeah. It's in there, but I don't want to listen to him again.
2: Nope. Uh, you don't have to pull that up ever again.
0: All right. um, <laughs> This one. We, also... we got to
2: cruise through this so we can get to this Portland bum. attack. All right.
0: It's, it's after this. Uh, I'm so this eager. This one might be real uh but it's it's related anyway um terrible vandalism uh has struck in baltimore at the end of pride month after the pride celebration week in the north baltimore homeland neighborhood a sign with the neighborhood's name was vandalized as reported by the baltimore banner photos taken by one concerned resident showed the e in the hand carved wooden sign was taped over and replaced With an O. That's right. The sign was made to read HOMO-LAND. Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott said the hateful act of vandalism is simply unacceptable in Baltimore as three acceptable bullets whizzed right by his face and struck children behind him. This actually isn't the first time this has happened either. Uh... The the woman who first took the photo, she says that this sign has been previously defaced, but it was dismissed and blamed on misbehaving college students. But she doesn't believe that explanation now because school is out for summer. And as we all know, mischievous youth never do anything mischievous in the summer. The vice president of the uh, HOMO of the HOMO Land Association Board uh, says past vandalism wasn't hateful. That's how they know this is new. Somebody made the sign before they made it say ho land and they made it say (laughs) weed land, but never something as grossly hateful as homo land. So it must have been those notorious Baltimore Nazis. Got to say, though, if you live in Baltimore and you endure all of its dangers on a daily basis, are the Nazis really that bad? If you asked me, would you prefer Nazis or Baltimore gang warfare? I'd say, yeah, I'm going to try the Nazis.
2: For sure. Every time
0: we, uh, I don't know. I might be, I have a better chance of brokering a deal with the Baltimore gang war. There's no way I'm brokering a deal of any kind. <laughs> uh Okay. I know. Uh, t- take it away. This is the most Portland story possible. Every element is just perfect.
2: It's oh, not a this hoax. Is, this is it's so amazing.
0: Actual hate beating of the week.
2: So these naked homos are riding their bikes uh, because it gets it gives you that, like, taint sensation, you know? That's why is, they that why? is that why? Is that why they do it? Uh, it might... I don't know. Probably. Um. Ew. So they're riding their bikes, and then this 40-year-old bum, Robert Hoochins, confronts them, and, and he picks up a pipe, and he hits two of the men while yelling, get out of here, along with the homophobic <laughs> slur, which we all hope is faggot. Um, and this is according to the affidavit. Now, this sounds like it isn't true. Get out of here, faggots. But a witness told police that Hoochin swung the pipe baseball like hitting the victim across the back the victims it's it's unclear how badly they were hurt and when he was arrested he still had the pipe in his hand <laughs> so i think and he this probably did have it yeah
0: he t- still <laughs> He kept it for hours or maybe days. They didn't find him for a while after the fact.
2: Uh, He got charged with second degree assault and first degree bias. crime.
0: Naked gay guys riding down the street. Apparently there's no public indecency issue with that whatsoever. We talked about that in New York last week or the week before with the the pride event in which children were present but naked gay guys biking down the street portland hobo who has probably seen the worst street horrors possible outside oh, yeah. of maybe san francisco he's decided i finally had enough with this bullshit i'm grabbing a pipe and i'm saying you get out of here take it anymore and smacks them and then after all of that <laughs> arrested for a hate crime no. here is the uh, the news story just incredible
2: A group of naked bike riders were on a ride when police say 39-year-old Robert Huchins confronted them. According to police, Huchins picked up a three-foot metal pipe and hit two of the men while yelling, get out of here, along with a homophobic slur. Court documents note one of the victims is gay. A witness told police Huchins swung the pipe like a bat, hitting the victims across the back.
3: If a person is gay, there's no reason to beat somebody with a pipe.
2: He says Huchins, who has no listed address, is the latest person to be accused of violent crimes in this neighborhood, including assaults and car fires.
3: The residents in the building here, some of them are a little scared to go out at night. They're nervous, you know, because of the fentanyl use and all the homeless people around.
2: Police arrested Huchins not far from the crime scene and say he still had the pipe with him. I guarantee he was not on fentanyl. He's just sick of all these homos doing homo stuff, like riding their bikes totally naked. What about that?
0: Being gay is not a reason to beat someone. Aren't there elements to the story beyond being gay? I mean, I'm not saying that this was uh, the proper administration of justice here, but...
2: Dude, this is so base and hilarious. This is the most Portland thing I've ever heard in my life. Wasn't there a... Wouldn't it
0: be fair to say there was at least a little more provocation or cause than just being gay yeah. in public? There was a little a little more complexity oh, to the case but they were being
2: that? gay in public. Well, That's they, true.
0: They were being a little too gay, it sounds like. You know? Uh, all right. Keep an eye on that. Uh, is there a GoFundMe for the Hoochins Defense Fund? Is that allowed?
2: I don't know. Let's get that guy off the streets. Although he is policing the streets, so maybe we should keep him on the streets?
0: He's probably the only cop in the city. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the the only way to complete this story is when he shoots a black guy and the city protests against the hobo man. That's uh that that will be that will be the true Portland story completed. All right. Uh, before we get to the movie, no. I have I have just a piece of surprise cringe for you though. If you've seen this this week, the cover is already blown. But tell me if you have.
1: I invite you to rise yeah, in body or spirit and let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God, whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit, who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints, as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the ace quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my
2: unbelief. Amen. Oh, man. This is, where do I even, where do I even start? Talk so about your Protestant
0: on, nonsense.
2: Oh, my God. This is peak <laughs> Protestant nonsense. This is a take on the Apostles' Creed, of yes, course. Yes, yeah. Um, but this, I mean, okay, where should I even blah, 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 Okay. Women, when you let women into positions of power like this is what's going to happen every single time like why why is why is a woman any part of any member of any clergy anywhere in the world There are biblical verses preventing women from speaking in church like i'm pretty sure i don't know what god wants but i'm pretty sure he doesn't want this right
0: well i don't know that's a great philosophical question yet god allowed this how, how could if, if ever there was a time for uh, a lightning strike uh, this would have been the spot
2: well, maybe he's allowing it so that we stop it, so that we yeah. find our balls Fair point. and stop this. I wouldn't like, presume this, this to, has to uh, be stopped. But I saw yeah. two men in cargo pants, cargo shorts and Birkenstocks with their little, little we believe in one non-binary, whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. where are the men that are like, I, I just, you can't talk anymore. Like, you have to, <laughs> you, you're not allowed. Physically remove her. Well, yeah. Like, why Where's am I Sean the one Connery? that's saying this? Yes. He's dead.
0: Well, where's his uh, his spirit? Uh, my, oh my favorite God. line was, um, "As diverse as the patches on the AIDS quilt."
2: What the hell is she talking I, about? I
0: didn't know there was an AIDS quilt, but I, now I want to see. And I mean, I don't know. Don't isn't AIDS itself sort of a demonstration of uh, that there are uh, some consequences to be wary of?
2: Well, of be- course, you know, not just this is such Sodom and Gomorrah stuff, but like if if God wanted us to be promiscuous and wanted homosexuals to engage in promiscuous sodomy we wouldn't be getting diseases from it you know there wouldn't be rampant diseases that can kill you or rot your face and brain like syphilis It's like these are God's way of being like don't do this I, t- I told you not to do this
0: to, uh, to explain the full context, that you were already generally aware of. So the surprise is ruined, but just so people understand, this is a reading of the sparkle creed by pastor Anna Helgen of the Edina community, Lutheran church in Edina, Minnesota. This clip, by the way, was not uncovered or leaked or something like that. It was part of a recent Sunday church service, which was live streamed on YouTube. They put this out there voluntarily. And as you mentioned, the sparkle creed is not, uh, well, it's obviously not original. It's a, it's a, translation it's an interpretation of the apostles creed into gender bending commie nonsense uh, but it was it's not created by this woman either it's created by a woman named rachel small stokes who's a pastor from louisville uh, pastor, Rachel
2: small hat stokes i don't that know easy? that's not oh. that's not what's in here Uh-oh. uh
0: pastor anna helgen is one of two pastors at the adina church the church says it is on a long-term journey to become an anti-racist organization, the church also endorses eco-faith and abortion. And uh, oh
2: my god, they're Lutheran.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I would think that literally everything they're saying conflicts with biblical scripture, but uh, the abortion is no exception. I, I, would, uh, I would assume, but um, I had the same reaction. You know, I, I've 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 long tried to defend. Uh, women's participation in the political arena on a principled basis. Why? Uh, And then every time, they not every time, many times, they let me down and I have to concede that there are disastrous consequences. And now I'm seeing the evidence uh, about women in church leadership. And I say this as a church outsider. I'm not claiming to be an expert on the scripture or an expert on how uh, churches operate internally. I'm just saying from an outsider perspective of someone who's broadly interested and curious about these topics um, I can <laughs> I can see the direction this has gone and I have to connect one dot to the other
2: Well, God warned us that people would infiltrate the church
0: uh, yeah I, I, I would uh, <laughs> the, the, is this um, is this like apocalyptic and it's uh, is, is this the incarnation of evil and uh, if so do we have a, a rapture to look forward to
2: no, we have to do it. We have to enact justice. This is, is our the, test. Why do people not realize this? Stopping this is, is our test on earth. And we will have to answer one day uh, for not doing shit while this <laughs> infiltrated every Christian church. I, I don't understand. People are like, oh, well, if God wanted to stop it, wouldn't he stop? No, he wants us to stop it.
0: I look forward to Judgment Day when I say, I did my best. I tried to live by uh, a moral Didn't code. Can
2: do our best, though? And, I, and they're I gonna feel say like no I could be doing more. You let yeah. that
0: crazy bitch talk about the sparkle creed. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then they're gonna let they're gonna let Jamal Garcia into heaven and not me. That's how it's gonna go.
2: Good for you, Jamal Garcia. You did yeah. it. Yeah. You know who anyway. would never allow this before we go on? Uh
0: I don't I'm trying to think of who you would praise in this circumstance. Um Muslims? Uncle yeah. A? yeah.
2: And, uh-huh. and none of these people would allow this yeah um, muslims would be all over the shit that woman would have been stoned like four seconds into whatever she, she was would have been bouldered oh yeah she would have been like totally.
0: wily coyote smashed yeah
2: yeah totally they would have raped her and then stoned her to death and <laughs> i for one agree with that with that method of justice. Uh,
0: all of those <laughs> are disavowed they are hypothetical in nature and uh mm-hmm. please for the love of god mr Mohand. um Bless us with your with our continued presence on the YouTube
2: platform. <laughs> I said the Muslims would do it, not I would do you it. You
0: said you endorsed it.
2: So you think that's going to get through the algorithm? That's fine. I don't know.
0: Okay. I don't. I don't really understand the algorithm. You know. Um, speaking of the algorithm, I had a battle with it earlier today because, as we're about to get into, there were a couple pieces from Team America that I wanted to harvest for uh, mm. show purposes, primarily pieces of Alec Baldwin's speech uh, oh, in so the funny. movie. Uh, where the hell did I put that? Can you oh, believe uh, that? Like this, like Prophetic, this clip, right? This clip. Wow.
1: Good going, fag.
0: But I had to censor <laughs> it. And and actually, I, 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 I loaded that in and I thought, let's see if Raju Mahan allows it. No, age restricted, even though they allow you to watch Team America on YouTube and they accept your oh, really? money to watch Team America. No, oh, age okay. restricted. Okay, can't do that. So then I bleeped it. And then Raja Muhan said, no, you still can't do that. Age restricted. I thought, what if I bleep it like 10% longer? And so I had to keep trying and uploading it
2: <laughs> until I got
0: just the right amount of bleep for Raja Muhan's approval and showed you bleep. We
2: bleep Is hard enough. F- way.
0: That's exactly enough bleep for Raja Muhan to allow it. Anyway, on Very that good. topic, are you ready to get into the movie review?
2: Yeah, let's do it. All right.
1: In a world of movie references flying
4: over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review.
0: This week's movie is Team America World Police in which a counter-terrorist global police force recruits a Broadway actor to help them infiltrate an international terrorist alliance of Kim Jong-il, jihadis, and insufferable Hollywood leftists to save the world by destroying it before they can. From movie pickers Jamie and Jeannie, from the creators of South Park, this film offers outrageous humor, biting political satire, and a unique puppetry aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, as always, your review and your rating.
2: Sure. Okay. So I remember seeing this when I was like, I don't know, when it came out, I must have been seventeen or eighteen or something, and I just hated it so much. I think I thought it was crass without being funny, and I I hated the puppetry, and I kind of remember being offended on behalf of Americans. Strangely, now I'm much more sympathetic to this idea that America being the world's police is preposterous because we have no idea what the hell is going on. And we have no right to do this. And we are not solving our own domestic issues. And we're a joke. So like all of that went over a lot better this time. Um, and it was a lot easier to watch and a lot more fun. There were still some remnants of my past opinions like Trey and Matt. I, I like it when they go overboard in South Park to a certain degree. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't work. But there are some scenes Did you see the ones uh, the the famous South Park episode about hippies. Where um there's a flashback to Stan to uh, to Stan and, and Sharon like being being at Woodstock and they're like, Oh, I ate too much acid. And then one of them barfs and then they slip in the barf and they start having sex in the barf.
0: <laughs> no. I'm actually not a huge South Park guy.
2: <laughs> oh, I love South Park. I mean, yeah. they're they're off base a lot of times, but like there's some classic South Park moments that have just made me laugh so hard. And that's that's a priceless experience for me. Anybody that's really made me laugh hard, I'm like. Like in that hippie episode, every time I watch it, I'm like, this is just classic stuff. So I like it when they go overboard in that way. I'm not like, oh, this offends my sensibility. But like for this movie, I felt like a lot of it didn't lend as well to the humor. Hmm. And so, yeah, I thought it was somewhat gratuitous and kind of lame. Like the sex scene, I was like, all right, like these puppets are going to challenge each other. Did you watch the NC-17 version or the R version? Because in the NC-17 version, they poop on each other.
0: I thought I watched the I thought that's what I watched, but I didn't see that. So I must have watched the R version.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um I didn't hate it like I used to. I gave it a three out of five. Uh the Durka Durka initial opening scene may, may raise it to a four out of five. But I think a three is a respectable rating.
0: All right. For me. I uh I love this movie. And I shared... What? I did, yeah. I'm
2: shocked. I thought I, you were going to hate it.
0: I shared your concern because I had not... I saw it in college and that was a little after it came out. I think I probably watched this in 2006, 2007, sometime yeah. in there. And I was worried going into this because I thought, I remember thinking this was fairly funny as one of them, as one of those good Democrat voter leftist people. And yeah. if I watch it now, is it going to be... Left-wing or anti-American propaganda that I'm just going to hate. Uh, happy to say it is not, and uh, it was it was thoroughly enjoyable, and and it's not obviously the the, the core of the movie is a mockery of uh, American world policing and uncritical patriotism and all those themes. But everybody is absolutely savaged: feds, yeah, Hollywood yeah. leftists, Muslim jihadis, Kim Jong Il. They're all mocked just as aggressively, and so it doesn't. This movie doesn't really come off to me as trying to push a particular political agenda because everybody is mocked right where they should be mocked. And many of the moments that had me laughing the hardest were at expense of left wing politics. That Alec Baldwin speech: Kim Jong Il needs help. Help me, Alec Baldwin, and he just starts jabbering: oh, global warming, uh, corporate America. Oh, you're <laughs> worthless, Alec Baldwin. And then, yeah. and then. Alec Baldwin is shot dead. It's like they knew that would be ironic 20 years in the future. Yeah. Somehow
2: yep.
0: there's that the, the celebrity Matt
2: Damon. I thought that was good.
0: So yeah, somehow Matt Damon just saying his name became uh, a meme uh, and a successful meme. That's that when they're having the celebrity fight and Tim Robbins has the two AKs points them at him and says, peace always finds a way. And I thought that was just so funny it's like, well, yeah, you're, all of your ideas are always best achieved at gunpoint. Even peace. Mm-hmm. That's very yep. ironic mm-hmm. and on point. Um, but even the dry humor worked pretty well for me. Yeah. And not all of it was outrageous. Um, <laughs> like just the stupid lines. Now I've seen everything. Have you ever seen a man eat his own head? Well, no. Then I guess you haven't. Um, but <laughs> the the nine eleven math joke, it's going to be nine eleven times times 100. Oh, Jesus. That's right. Uh, 9,100 or whatever. Uh, <laughs> did I get the math right?
2: 91,000.
0: 91,100. Yeah, sorry. Uh, 911, I did times 10. I botched the line, but you remember what it is. 911 times. It all up. Jesus, that's 91,100. Uh, and then they do it again with 1,000, and then they do it when Kim Jong Il delivers the line. It's going to be 9/11 times 2,356. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Nobody does. It's a uh, it's a dry joke that is beaten into the ground, which are two things that I appreciate. So it was it was well done in that regard. Uh, there is this serious criticism of U.S interventionist policy and I think proactive policing that seeks to stop crime before it's committed, as opposed to pursuing justice in response to crime. And while it's great to stop a crime before it happens, the doing so without restraint necessarily means committing crimes yourself. And you see that in the Paris scene is, Oh, we saved the day by rocketing the Eiffel tower and inflicting a bunch of destruction on this city that the terrorists were trying to do anyway just things to think about in terms of our philosophy about our role in the world. And indeed the philosophy with which we police crime thought that was really good. The music was exceptionally good. And I say, this as somebody who generally doesn't like musical bits, whether they're comedy or if they're serious, everyone was a hit though. The AIDS rent parody. I know it's like, it's stupid. They're just chanting AIDS, but I love it. It cracks me up. The song about montages. You know, that was had, funny. You yeah. pass time with a montage or whatever it is,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> and and the, you got the classics. I'm so Ronery America, fuck yeah! Every time I hear the America, fuck yeah, sad rendition, it cracks me up. Uh, and I actually think that the dick, pussy, asshole metaphor is is kind of pretty philosoph- solid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know it's a joke, but pussies don't have an answer for assholes. Dicks absolutely do need restraint but as always the solution is the union of man and woman they complement each other in crucial ways necessary to overcome the world's evil produce the next generation counter the assholes it's it is amazing how something so crude and seemingly um like toilet humor which it is it's actually kind of kind of wise so they've always
2: been able to do that
0: yeah Uh, I but like like you, the puppet sex scene is a little over the top for me. I'm not saying I hated it, but it seems like it's an hour long because it's so uncomfortable. In reality, it's like a minute long.
2: That's it. Um,
0: Something like that, maybe two. I know that it being painfully awkward is kind of the joke. It's like the producers are laughing at us as much as we're maybe laughing at, at the scene or the gag. I would say, though, if the worst I can say about this movie is that I was a little uncomfortable with puppet sex. That's a pretty good indicator that I loved it. And I did. And so it is uh, it joins elite company of uh, of the five wiki club.
1: We love you. You're very
0: special. That is
2: indefensible.
0: Oh, come on. You just said you mostly liked it.
2: I mostly liked it, but five out of five, that should be reserved for like top tier movies
0: well it is i think uh in a comedy obviously you're generally not going to get the philosophical dilemmas that i like to grade highly on though there is there are shades of that in this movie but for a comedy to get high marks it's got to be laugh out loud funny which i think this was and it's got to be memorable and i think it's unique enough in in that puppet aesthetic and in its its writing style that even if even if you don't think that this is the funniest comedy out there it's it's a one of a kind type movie. You're not going to forget Team America. It, uh, okay. it, it kind of holds its own spot. So, you know, is this like if I if I were to list my five wikis that I've given, I'm sure I've given probably two dozen in the history of this bit. I don't know that it cracks the top 10, but uh, it's like four, four and a half and four and a half rounds up. OK, so there there's my defense. Is it indefensible still? <laughs>
2: No, I mean, you defended it, so I suppose it's not indefensible. I find it baffling, but your opinion is your own. You gave Citizen Kane, did you give it a one?
0: Citizen Kane is among the worst movies ever made, and nobody actually likes it. They just pretend to.
2: That's not true. That is just not true.
0: Everybody in the audience loves this movie. In the early votes, uh, overwhelmingly, 56% of people are giving it a five wiki rating, and 15% or 14% after them are giving it a four.
2: Well, you so, redeemed yourself in the eyes of the audience. Every, uh, you know, I, I read the comments. So all yeah. of your comments every week, <laughs>
0: every single one, God, every okay.
2: single comment, every single week. I still do it. I think it makes me connected to the audience. I like it. I'm there surprised you can maintain many, you know?
0: sanity. And actually people are for the, the I, I shouldn't say that dismissively. People actually are very kind and um and and thoughtful. What?
2: No, they're not. But, this movie review thing. They want to kill you.
0: And oh, don't act like you're immune from that. Don't act yeah, like but
2: I, I have a woman's opinion, so it's inherently less valuable. <laughs> People want to kill you.
0: Oh, that's okay. That's kind of the design of the bit. But the, the reason I shy away from that is because I know that whether it's in a good faith movie discussion or whether it's like with some douchebag who just says something that pisses me off. Yeah. Getting lost in a Twitter fight or a YouTube comment fight is the biggest time suck. And uh, I agree that connection to the audience is important. That's why I do that through my email yeah. inbox and not through the YouTube comment section.
2: But, well, now that I have no Twitter, it's like, how can I stay yeah. connected to the audience?
0: Well, Twitter did a lot of things to piss me off this week. Namely, you can't look at tweets without being logged in anymore, which is devastating to my so presentation retarded. on this show. Anyway, I don't want to get into that, though. Uh, next week, we're watching uh, a classic, Jaws, from 1975, oh, okay, cool. which I've never seen. Obviously, I'm familiar with the uh, the music but
4: and it's the general time. premise,
0: but I've never seen it. And then uh, after that, remaining nominations for July from listeners Jamie and Jeannie are The Big Lebowski, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Iron Giant, Beetlejuice Network, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, or of course you can reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do all of those things is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is com. All right. That'll do it. Let's get back into the chat. I left off with uh, black magic on YouTube and Tippy, but I'll have to refresh to find my sure. spot. If you're ready to take got, over, go for um,
2: it. Indra Guardian. I recently discovered the song "Pride of the White Star Line," whose chorus references the Titanic sinking. I'm highly tempted to write an alternative version, accurately bl- blaming, blaming the Federal Reserve. Why did I say that like Kim Jong Il? Blaming the Federal Reserve. Um, yeah, really, you should. That'd be funny. We'll play it on the show. You should do that. Uh, uh, yeah, if, if you good. if you
0: make that, I will certainly give it a listen, and we can. Uh, yeah, and and uh, perhaps we can go to play. Thank you, man. Long
2: gone, John. On a scale of America's fuck to America, fuck yeah! How are you feeling about Fourth of July this year? I mean, I like Fourth of July because it's a community event where people um, make an assortment of dips. I can get behind any holiday where there's an assortment of dips. You know, even you mean like chip
0: pick. dips, like uh, snack dips.
2: Yeah, hmm. yeah, I really like dips, especially now that I'm Pride any Pride holiday. Month.
0: What about Pride Month dips?
2: Okay, not any holiday.
0: Right? You probably well, don't want kind of Pride dip? Month dips. That's, that's no, a I don't. Sketchy. I don't want
2: that. Yeah every single one of them has some homosexual man's jizz in it <laughs> um ap I, what do you think about Fourth of July? Sorry.
0: um I, I mean on principle i'm always going to be america fuck yeah i mean that that's uh, even if the ship is sinking i'm playing the fiddle on the sinking ship i don't even think these are necessarily conflicting things though i think that our country in many ways is fucked due to a betrayal <laughs> of yeah, those principles, uh, those principles. So it's like simultaneously appreciation for the ideas on which this country was built with a sadness that we not only are are falling short of those, but in many cases, we we reject those as evil concepts and instead embrace evil. But I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Last year, we went to uh, where my parents live is a small town, like twenty five hundred people, but they have a pretty sizable um, Fourth of July parade and like a classic You know, Old West style Montana town where a lot of the buildings are from like 1900 in that era. So it's really cool. And last year they had the county Democrats roll through and I didn't realize it right away. But because it was right after the Dobbs decision, their whole float was just like, we love killing babies. Yeah. Vote for us in the midterms because we love killing babies. And I didn't really realize what was going on. Until it was too late. But now I am going to lead the chorus of booze when they roll by this year. When they think they can go into small town Montana and celebrate this bullshit. I'm going to boo them aggressively if I see their float again.
2: Boo-urns.
0: It's not going to be boo-urns like Mole Man. It's going to be a real boo.
2: Um, AP. I recently heard from my wife that men don't wash the legs when they shower. I thought it was a joke. Then I saw a meme, I wash my legs when I shower. Is this a real thing that <laughs> men don't wash their legs when they shower? Um, I don't wash my legs when I shower. Should I be doing that?
0: I would I would say speaking honestly, it's not an every shower thing. It's like if my legs are especially dirty, of course I will, but I don't really scrub down I would say I scrub down the upper leg cuz that's more in the like the smelly region of your body, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not I'm not like scrubbing my calves when I'm
2: no, I, in the shower. Does anybody does anybody do that? Is this a poop standing up thing? Like I, I have never done that before ever.
0: It's a lot of the water is just. I mean, I guess it's running, running down the rest dying. of your body too, but uh, on your lower extremities, like your lower leg, that's getting all of the water of the experience. Yeah. So.
2: I don't get it. I also try to minimize soap use because it has endocrine disruptors in it, except for hero soap, which does not. Yeah,
0: not uh, not oat plus almond.
2: It, it actually does not. Yeah. It does use seed oils, but topically, I think that's fine. Ah. Phil, it would appear that um, the crown of France is again lying in the gutter waiting for some enterprising general to come pick it up with the sword. For the sake of the French nation, I hope, nation, I hope he arrives soon and drives out the invaders and crushes the traitors. Is the
0: guillotine uh, going to be deployed once again in France? Do so they have it in them?
2: I hope so. Remember the last guillotining was 1974. It wasn't that long ago.
0: Was that in France? We did look that up recently. I yeah, it was
2: in France in a public square. It was some serious like Turkish serial killer. Huh? Okay. Some people remember seeing somebody guillotined in the streets of France. Isn't that awesome? That's the
0: thing about the French. They have a reputation. They're called surrender monkeys, right? They, they have a reputation yeah. for, for waving the white flag, but I don't know. They've, they've chopped off a lot of heads. And they've done it more recently than a lot of countries. So we'll see how this goes.
2: Well, people are really, they've got a lot of opinions about this leg washing thing.
0: What's the general consensus?
2: Half of the people are like, why? And the other half of people are like, you're disgusting. You should kill yourself. Well, I, why, why do people care they, so much about this?
0: I, I just want to know, do, do, is the standard that people scrub every square inch of their body? Because I, I don't do that unless I'm, unless I've why? taken a mud bath or something.
2: No, there's no need. There's no need to do that. Like, I wash my hands, you know, a normal number of times a day. And then yeah. in, the, in the shower, it's just like a landmark situation. You, know?
0: you got to get the stinky crevices. But yeah, the, the, the I'm general not a monster. OK, yeah. The general surface areas that are.
2: What about your feet? Because I don't wash my feet because my feet never smell ever.
0: Uh, I might give them a scrub once. It's not an every shower thing. I'm not like in between the toes, but I might scrub them down once in a while. OK, OK. Those are those uh, toe those toe gaps count as some of those crevices, I think.
2: That sounds fair. They're not
0: on the level of like the butt, but you know, they're they're They can be smelly.
2: (laughs) But do you wash your chicken? No, I'm white. I do not wash my chicken. I
0: didn't know that washing chicken was a thing uh, until recently, but I have heard that.
2: Why? It makes no sense to me. Everything gets killed. Once you cook it to one like 30 and we're cooking it to one sixty. Yeah. I don't know. Why why would you do that? Uh, Kaiser and, and Gilroy. Some drops in the old English. I shan't give thee further inquiries, thou art false tidings, and tis not against the king's decrees, wench, <laughs> be on thee, long live Lady LaDonna.
0: That is the is Old, English, old English, English translation of LaDonna, for, for is what Ladonna, that is. That's, yeah.
2: It's not against the law, ho, it. fuck
1: you! I
0: wench you. would be ho, right?
2: I need a good laugh like that again. You should make the surprise cringe make me laugh next time.
0: That wasn't even surprise cringe. No, she wasn't. I wouldn't have called her cringe. She's not cringe. And that story was was my favorite
2: story in the last several years. It truly was moist farts. John Doyle released a change my mind video at HBCU this week. Needless to say, blonde's (laughs) nose wasn't able to change his mind. Happy fourth faggots. Listen, I can't do anything about this. I have a condition called pregnancy rhinitis where I can't. I get pregnant like the second I get pregnant, the second the Egg gets fertilized. My nose just stops working, and then all my blood vessels like double and triple inside. What you're seeing here, this is contoured. All right, ah. contoured It is so much worse all the time, and it is bright red. And now I have to sleep with my mouth open. oh I got to
0: I got to check this out because I what what his stance to change was what at this HBCU. HBCUs are
2: wait, what is that an acronym for?
0: Uh, um. HBCU is a, a historically black college or university. Oh,
2: Howard. Is it Howard?
0: Howard is an HBCU. Oh, okay. But what uh, the John Doyle did a change my mind video there. What was the position to which he was open to changing his mind?
1: I
2: don't know. I don't know. I want to see. It sounds like he just wanted to get in a, a dig about my nose. You ah, bastard.
0: That really was the point of the chat. Correct.
2: It was Max 2D. No, note. Wicked Mass. Well, would the Montana Senate election bill be best described as the screw the Libertarians Act or screw, ugh, screw John Tester Act? Either way, do you think that principle says don't change elections to beat one guy or that Tester's bad news and he has to? I know what your answer is.
0: Uh, this In is, general,
2: I agree with Skagg.
0: This is actually news to me. I, I'm ashamed to admit I had not heard of this in my own state, which generally I think I'm fairly on top of Montana politics, but not this one. So. That is my fault, uh, but I'm looking at an article right now, so they're going to create a top two primary in testers 2024 U.S. Senate race. Um, how exactly the does change?
2: That- my mind was America isn't racist.
0: Oh, and they went. <laughs> OK, sorry. They tried to convince his mind that. Uh, or to convince change his mind. Sorry, I'm trying to think about this Montana Convinces bill him. and and, I, I, and talk about an question. HBCU debate simultaneously. Um, is this the system that they use in California, or what is what exactly is the system? Let's I don't see. Know. A, a, a okay, so type of primary election that occurs before the general election to choose candidates. Okay, yeah, I know that. Well, what's yeah, I know what a oh, anyway. I need to know exactly what they're proposing here, and I have to I have to look it up on the fly. But it, the question uh, on Tester is what? Um, oh, uh, yeah, I, I assume. So whatever the system that they're trying to do here, they're trying to ice out the libertarians because we actually do have a, a fairly strong libertarian um I don't know if party is the right word, but there are libertarian candidates that, that get a good share of the vote at times in Montana because those politics tend to be popular. And so whatever this system they're designing is, that's going to try to ice out the libertarian from the general election. I would assume because the libertarian will generally siphon votes away from the Republican candidate to the benefit of incumbent John Tester, who of course votes like a, de- a good Democrat would in support of Chuck Schumer in the Senate Almost every single time while coming back to Montana with his gut and his flat top haircut saying, I'm just a dirt farmer moderate. I'm here to oh,
2: yeah, that's bring right. Montana
0: values to D.C., even though all he does is vote with Chuck Schumer. Um, yeah, I'll have to take a look at exactly what their proposal is. I mean, in general, I, I want voters to I, I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of, of intentionally limiting voter choice. But uh, I am a fan of getting John Tester out of the Senate. So let's see if we can accomplish that. Knuckle um, Hunky Buck is next.
2: Knuckle Hunky Buck, you sent this a bunch of times. I see it at least three times. Let me know if you want us to give you your monies back. Matt and I once made love. The sound of banging was so loud and jarring the blonde's dog hid in the bathtub and slept in his own pee. Then <laughs> so did Matt afterwards.
0: Wow. Uh, thank you, Knuckle Hunky Buck. That is the fag
1: way
2: oil king time to grease some palms and some news mexico mayor marries alligator sorry matt you're doing overtime today with no colin show. i'll find the info for the show yag yag wag wag tag mag i tooted
0: (laughs) thank you as always for your uh your poetry submission at the end i i had Um, not heard the story about the mayor marrying an alligator though
2: neither uh Robert e. Banks, i love the fourth Mosied on down to bosnia bills black market fireworks and got the big explosive out there kind of worried though comes in a green tubey thing and just says ussr on the other side for some reason
0: ah <laughs> well, maybe you uh you should do it yeah i suppose you got those from some uh, old-time weapon stockpile good luck
2: that's what Bogey they used in nine.
0: france though i think they they work they reported that the attack on the, the mayor's house used mortars but i think I mean, technically, mortar fireworks, I guess, are mortars, but I think that's what they meant, is those uh, mortar yeah. fireworks right. that they were using to shoot at his house.
2: That's what the Breitbart article said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boogeyman917, he sent this twice. America, fuck, yeah. He also said, I doubt it. Uh, as Metal always, rules. of course. Yep. Thank you, man. Metal rules says, happy American Pride Month, everyone. I doubt uh, it. Yeah. Pride Month. It's over. Yeah. And then you U.S. flag
0: emojis. That's what that means.
2: Ooh. Tortuga, what is on your Independence Day menu and why is it burgers, brats, and quarter sticks of dynamite? Because all of those <laughs> things are awesome.
0: Something like that. I, um, Like I said, we're heading over to, to my parents' place, so I, I don't know what the menu is going to be. But usually it involves uh, traditional grilled items and uh, I'll just go buy a bunch of beer, you know, the traditional American way.
2: Chubby, stubby. Dems vilifying SCOTUS ahead of 45's document case getting overturned because it's separation of powers overstepped by Congress have to set up to blame the rogue court and justify packing when they Ah. fortify 2024 that. Yeah.
0: Now you're thinking ahead that, that Mm. uh, when, when there's some kind of Supreme court intervention in the Trump case, well, they're illegitimate anyway, we have to, uh, we have to undo them. Yeah. I could see these things combining in that way,
2: man, esoterica unbound. This came through four times. You're going to have to shoot us an email. We'll send you this money back. Yeah, I wonder if good. Rajah
0: Muhad is... This happened to another supporter of the show on Wednesday. He was told by Raju Muhan that his chat did not go through, but but don't worry, he won't be charged, when in fact it went through three times and he yeah. was charged. So oh, I don't know esoterica. what's going on. No.
2: we will, um, we will uh, get all this money back to you. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, yeah, if, brief, any, if anybody who's after. been
0: charged multiple times, just to be clear, send me an email. I will refund you. Mm-hmm. uh if 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 it was unintentional
2: just a week after advocating for the saltless desecration of watermelon blonde's bad mouthing blowing shit up Is she some sort of bicoastal lefty sleeper agent oh i love blowing shit up as much as the next person but when you have a small child and you're pregnant and you want to go to sleep at eight o'clock and you have dogs that bark at everything the fourth of july it takes an entirely different uh, as long as I mean, you're not the
0: type of person to call nine one one over fire. Okay, I'm not disputes. a monster. I mean, I just those people exist. The dog. Bozeman Police Department had to put that out this week. Or maybe it was Gallatin County Sheriff. Just so you know, here are the valid reasons to call 911 on the 4th of July. Don't be a jackass. And yeah. the fact that people have to be reminded of that is uh, unfortunate commentary on our society. It truly
2: is. Jonathan, my wonderful sister, Joanna. Ooh, I love that. Great baby name. Decided mm. she needed a Ladonna sound in her life. Eat your dog with rice was just too much for her. But it's not against the Lajo, Fuck you. Right I, in her wheelhouse. Her favorite text tone for making hate. That is excellent. Love well done, Joanna. The Lajo, fuck
0: you. you know, I never saved that part of the clip. Go eat your dog with some rice. Right. Bitch. The way that she <laughs> says it was such enthusiasm. It's
2: so good. Can someone link us up with her? She's seriously, un- unironically, my hero. Well, Who's I know
0: th- we can definitely get in touch with the reporter who confronted her after the fact and she called an asian faggot or whatever and chased him down the street throwing rocks at him we can definitely get in touch with him but as far as finding Lizana, i don't care
2: about him i just want her information
0: well uh. we we we've sent our top men on the case and they have not been yeah. able to track her down
2: not all heroes wear a cape she's doing an amazing american service <laughs> uh mrs h not watching in the morning as usual because D just started my pitocin drip with our first blonde oh. i feel you with the morning sickness mine never truly went away i'd appreciate it if you all would pray for a safe reasonably delivery i shouldn't think she meant to say reasonably short delivery yeah that is so great i will pray for you and good luck and it's gonna be fine and you get to meet your baby today that's so cool what a momentous day for you congratulations, congratulations.
0: all the best to your family and uh, here's hoping for everything that you're wishing for there thank you for supporting the show
2: will it's also tiresome why people trying to save non-whites are worrying about their well-being is so sickening too many Mr. Tibbets running around shaking my head I know we have so many stories I don't even know to which story you're referring because we I assume the white guy who called the cops on the black guy threatening his life and he's like but I didn't want him to get arrested how
0: dare you smear Molly Tibbetts dad nobody holds more Chipotle rewards points than Molly Tibbetts dad does no no he
2: goes to the authentic place oh
0: does he he goes to the food truck
2: he does. Huh. Buck's star chaser. Now you need a sounder. Brandishing a knife is not against the law officer. <laughs> Boo hoo. Yeah, really.
0: What do you mean? A threat? Ju- just because he told me to die? That's why?
2: <laughs> Love that clip. Nobody. If there's just one book you need to read or listen to your life, it's Nomad Capitalist. You don't have to be subjected to the laws of this failing country. You just need to learn how. Do what they do, but better. That's good advice. We just need to learn how to be adaptable. Hmm. Um, Thanks for muffler, the show, butt. man. Appreciate it. Hey, Matt. End of the world. Shit hit the fan scenario. You can take two weapons to defend yourself and your family as well as scavenge or hunt to provide resources. What are your picks? Thanks for the show.
0: Um, I would. I know it's it's the obvious pick. I would probably take AR and Glock, though, just because the ammunition and the parts are so readily available. And I know for hunting applications and even certain defense applications, not the greatest picks. So you're not necessarily going to be but
2: taking you can down probably get big the ammo game for a long time,
0: or at least not easily taking down big game. You might have trouble with armored enemies and all of that. But I'm thinking like if I were able to find a, uh, a like if I was able to find an abandoned garage with salvageable resources, what am I most likely to find? And I think, um, I think that five, five, six ammo, nine millimeter ammo and or parts for those guns. Should I need them? or even mags or whatever resource i need i just think i'm going with commonly commonly owned and generally useful uh, that would be my pick not because i mean i like both of those guns they're not maybe my personal favorite weapons for reasons x y and z but if i have to have something that works and i know i can find things for give me the ar and give me the clock
2: mm, chubby stubby the park father had a ponytail. Of course, he's going to cry like a baby. I'll bet he later went on to the station and offered up his wife as reparations. <laughs> Dude, men should have long hair. Fight me. Not Even that, that guy,
0: guy. guy? That guy is... Uh...
2: No, but I hate that it's been taken over by all these pussies. Long hair used to be a sign of how many people you killed. It was know. awesome. No. Okay.
0: That guy's not uh, making the case, though.
2: Chris the trucker my girlfriend called me in a febophile i was shocked since that's a big word for a 16 year old just kidding i don't have a girlfriend <sighs> womp womp you know i got this this accusation we're, levied at me we're not getting into
0: speed. it again God damn it. No, no no no
2: but why is there even a word for being attracted to post pubescent 16 to 19 year old teenage girls like why is anybody path- pathologizing this
0: that's weirdly specific I will say.
2: But it's totally normal. Men, men are attracted to post-pubescent fertile women in their physical prime. And like we're going to call it something. Like I, I reject this. I reject this whole thing. Um, I don't think I've file. ever heard
0: that word until now. That's probably the first time I've heard it. I've heard of pederasty, but that's not yeah. what this is.
2: And hebophile. I think that's right. I think that's pre-pubescent.
0: But not like child-child. Someone right. who's like ten or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um Slosher, after more than six years watching this show, I'm going to have to stop. I had no idea Blonde was eighty five to ninety percent jogger. This nose thing is a it's a an actual problem. It's gonna get worse, guys. The Tirana Burke.
0: Buck. The Tarana Burke in progress.
2: Oh no. Uh, <laughs> she's so ugly. Nuggle Hunky Buck. I've noticed a trend lately of Dems perfectly articulating reality than just saying. That's not true. Biden just did that. And Garland just did it recently. They're getting lazier with their lies. That's true. Yeah. I think they realize they don't, they don't about lying to us.
0: I think they realize they've got their supporters so hooked that they don't even have to come up with plausible lies. They just say, no, 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 that's not happening. No, no. Nah. What? You yeah. have indisputable evidence. No. What? Yep. All the pieces yeah. of the case line up. No. Yeah. I, that's exactly what Biden did. Merrick Garland. For all of my criticism and skepticism of him, That guy delivers a flat out lie with no flinch whatsoever. It's it's as though it doesn't phase him in any way. If he is lying and I do believe that he is based on the evidence, I will say pretty good poker face. Doesn't seem to give it away super obviously (laughs) other than the evidence is not in his favor. Uh, (laughs) I I worry what, what you're laughing at in the chat, though.
2: I can't. This is so funny uh donate K said he as if you're attracted to ben shapiro's sister <laughs>
0: uh, okay uh, uh that's a joke that i would have thought of myself but uh or i wish i would have thought of myself because that's, I that's a
2: <laughs> oh i gotta i gotta hurry up on these um you're an asshole <laughs> some rando combining the first two topics universities and chicks going for serial killers gender studies actually be a useful major for both sexes if they're taught useful skills like hot be crazy. Yeah, one oh one.
0: You could have that guy who did the fuck around and find out graph. Have him do hot versus crazy
2: <laughs>
0: yep. chart or graph analysis. He Haven't you seen
2: it. the hot be crazy chart?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a whole bit, right? That they there was like a, a an actual quasi scientific <laughs> breakdown. This is your
2: unicorn, the, your unicorn zone yeah. below this. If the hottest 10 and the craziest three, get out. That's a tranny.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if I've seen that exact one, but I i know I've seen some kind of breakdown of that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, slosher, if Republican leaders were smart, they aren't. They'd remove the special protection banks uh, get for student loans. They only give loans for studies. Because they know students can't claim bankruptcy. Yeah, I mean the entire thing is
0: taken over by the federal government at this point. And if if private actors had some kind of say in evaluation, like oh, I don't know, I think giving you over a hundred thousand dollars for a gender studies degree is not a uh, a very wise investment to make from a lending perspective. Maybe we should we would get some correction. That's the problem with the entire system, is that it is it is propped up by all of this federal backing. So it's not market accountable. And so why would, it's it's so costly because of all the public money dumped into it. And then there's no, colleges and universities don't have to produce graduates who actually get marketable jobs because they get paid anyway. True,
2: because they get paid anyway. Right. So Where's the incentive structure? Yeah. Um, Oil King, Russian businessman Victor Bout has been nominated, nominated as a candidate for local legislator in the western Russian city of Ulanovsk. He will run representing Russian's right-wing liberal democratic party. Is that true?
0: I don't know um. if that's true and I haven't heard anything about it, but the last I heard from Victor boot when he was exchanged for Brittany Griner, he, uh, I, I'm not going to endorse the man because I, he was uh,
2: so based though. He
0: seemed like he was reasonable in his interview. Yeah. Let's put it. I know he, uh, apparently has done some shit in giving weapons to, uh, to bad guys. I get that. But his perspective on. Well, the topics he was talking about in that interview, international politics and the problem with the West currently and all of those things, he didn't seem like a crazy guy. Even if he uh, has criminally armed bad people.
2: Knuckle hunky buck. Matt, don't get a dot gay domain name. They make it really easy for hackers to gain backdoor access. You had to do it.
0: (laughs) Knuckle hunky buck always uh
2: always making
0: the jokes that I should think of but don't
2: Gabriel Lopez one. old friend on this channel it's good to see you again buddy hey it's been a while andy was indeed a massive fig anyway i found god got a wife and now i have an 8 month old daughter wish wow. you a great week that's so cool that's so cool i am not well going to be
0: niggardly that is awesome oh, to hear, man. You. I know it's been a little while, but thank you for tuning in. And of course, thank you for supporting the show. And anytime someone's like, hey, I, I haven't been around for a while, but guess what? I totally uh, changed my life for the better. Uh, I would say that's a fair trade. Uh, well done yeah. on the time that, you, uh, that you've that you spent away from the chat. And uh, welcome back, by the way. And congrats to your family.
2: Sid, missing the show tonight on account of my community being retarded and scheduling the fireworks show for tonight instead of the fourth. Thanks for all you guys do, especially Blonde. What?
0: All right. Fair enough. Thanks for supporting the show. Happy 4th of July.
2: Jolly Roger. I will talk to my manager tomorrow about quitting my 9 to 5 job. Want to become a full-time content creator. I'm 40. It's now or never. Wish hmm. me luck. Good luck. Good, Good luck,
0: man. If there's any insight that you think I could provide that's helpful, I'd be happy to provide it to you by email. I, I will say it's a, it's a tough environment depending on what you want to create. But I, don't, I wouldn't assume that you're necessarily trying to make something in the political environment either. Uh, for all I know, you're making something completely different. But if I can help you out in that, I'd be happy to. Godspeed and thanks for supporting the show.
2: Michael Wilford. Having trouble manning the case to a good faith, to good faith Democrats for how what is legally happening to Trump is a hypocrisy compared to the Biden family. What is the best legal case, if any, against the Biden family? Love you guys. Um...
0: The best legal case, I think, is selling the influence in exchange for personal gain. In, in,
2: right. And Trump are, was just nepotistic. He wasn't exactly selling influence in that way.
0: And there's evidence of the influence peddling dating back for a decade now. And it's it's mm-hmm. going around the world using the office for the personal financial gain of the family. We have evidence in the form of bank records through LLCs. We have evidence in the form of Hunter Biden's text messages. We have evidence in the form of witness testimony of their former business partners. And there are a variety of crimes that, that potentially... Uh, variety of laws or crimes that that would potentially apply to that arrangement. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I know that we get lost in kind of the degeneracy of Hunter Biden and there's some entertainment in it too, of like, oh, he got a weird footy from like some Asian prostitute and did a bunch of weird drugs and whatever. But, uh, but that is the heart of the scandal is did this family go around the world providing Policy, de- uh, 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 providing policy influence or policy guarantees or policy rewards to certain interests in exchange for money. Is that what was happening? Because that is a, a classic case of political corruption, putting the power of the office not to the benefit of the American people and to the will of the American people, but to the highest bidder from some foreign country for whatever it is that they want. That is the heart of the case against the Bidens. And there are a bunch of other offshoots on that. But that um, that is not just the theory. I think it's the demonstrated case. uh, And in addition to what appears to be a Justice Department cover up of that investigation. Yeah. Which itself is its own scandal. Thank you for supporting Um, the show, by the way. I owe you a Bernie. Appreciate it. I am not going to be niggardly.
2: Bill, no, non-whites should never get permanent residence in white countries. Full stop. Matt, we do not owe these non-whites access to our homelands. It doesn't matter if they're nice or add to the economy. This is our home. We shouldn't hand it over for any reason. Hear, hear. Yeah, I mean,
0: without going without getting too deep into a whole immigration debate, because we've gone down that a lot. Um, I wouldn't say it's a matter of owing anybody anything. I I agree with the premise. It's not owed to other countries. I think if I were crafting a policy, I'd say to the extent that there are people who have built great wealth and new technology and innovation around the world. If they want to bring that wealth and innovation and opportunity to this country, I think we ought to have serious consideration for what sort of opportunity that could provide to people in this country. It's not a matter of do we owe that to them? It's a matter of does our country benefit is is the Mm -hmm. lens through which I would view it. I understand that there is another side to that, that if you allow in too much foreign influence, there is a point, there is a threshold at which your country ceases to be your country anymore. It's been overtaken by other influences. So if I were designing an immigration policy, I wouldn't go with none, but I would be highly restrictive insofar as. You, you get top talent and top wealth from the world to provide opportunity here. And that's about it. I, it if, you're, if you're appropriately restrained in that way, I don't think that you ever get to the numbers like we're seeing with an uncontrolled border now where fundamentally the, the culture, the identity of your country is just overrun with a swarm. Um, I think that if you want to push back on what I'm saying, you could say, well, how do, how do, as a practical matter, how do you achieve that in a way that makes sure only the right people get in and none of the wrong people get in? Um, and how do you? I think the other hole, potentially, in my perspective, if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to push back on it, how do you, how do you seriously vet for a value system? You know, it's like to the extent there are people who believe in American values around the globe who'd like to come here, how do you? do you give them a paper test to evaluate that and decide, do they really believe it in their hearts uh, that they love the philosophy of the declaration of independence? How do you know? You just kind of have to, you just kind of have to believe them or not. I don't know. That's why I'm more inclined. I, I'd I'd like to, to think of this more in terms of the, of the value that can be provided in terms of opportunity, rather than like, do you get in if you have nothing to offer, but you just said the right thing on a, on a piece of paper that I'm, um, I can see the downsides too, and I, I'd be wary of, but anyway, I, I think we probably, I think we're somewhat close, Phil. Obviously I don't think that you and I completely agree, Um, but I would agree with you. It's not an O thing. There's no, there's nothing owed to other countries in that
2: regard. Uh, great. Okay. Oil King, warrant for arrest in Polk County HR director, Iowa, that creed crap was not Martin Luther at all. However, there's been a lot of Lutheran churches that have been corrupted by the gays. Um, I don't know. Martin Luther kind of all started now, didn't they? Uh, the Jack says Protestant nonsense. The ultimate Protestant, right? Um, your husband, you know, think, Sally.
0: Just to clarify, sometimes because I like to indulge your anti-Protestant tendencies, I think people assume that I am a Catholic loyalist and I'm not anti-Catholic either. I am just a guy trying to figure out where I fit in in the context of these Christian teachings.
2: You're Catholic, though.
0: I am baptized Catholic, but I'm not a. We practicing. got you. It's over. I well, mean. I guess you guys have captured me. Um, <laughs> but when I just so we, when I say Protestant nonsense, I'm not trying to take shots at our lovely Protestant viewers. I'm just smirking and nodding uh, along with with Blonde's general perspective on that.
2: Injured Guardian, this is probably selfish whining on my part. Did the KJP Gen Blackie sounder or the Blonde their banging sounder that I sent not work out? I've heard nothing of them since.
0: The th- the, truthfully, um, I have to be pretty selective about which ones I deploy for use. And frankly, I need to clean out my list because I probably have like 50 in here and it just gets too messy. I don't even I can't find the ones I want to use. And then there are old ones that aren't necessarily relevant anymore. So, if I didn't select your sound clip for usage, don't be offended. It's just there are there are lots and lots of them, and so I have to I have to pick and choose
2: swag McFresh. wanted to push back on anti blonde viewers. There are no anti blonde viewers. Her base takes are ninety percent of the reason I watch Matt's Radio voice the other ten percent. I live and work in a place without free speech. You give me a voice. Thank you. I always oh. knew I would find a job where uh, I would just run my mouth and that would be the whole job. <laughs>
0: And rely on a man's high effort. Uh, Dude,
2: I have hacked life. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Like, uh, my life is so awesome. Hey,
0: man, if I get 10% credit for The Voice, I'll take it. That's totally. uh, uh, that's appreciated.
2: Some rando. Matt and Trey said the original puppet sex scene was ridiculously long and obscene as a method to get a minute or two past the censors as a compromise. Ah, mm.
0: It's amazing that it was intended to be way longer because it it feels like it's an hour long as is. I I can't imagine it being drastically longer. It would be kind of enraging to watch.
2: What is he cooking down there?
0: I don't know. You'd have to tell me.
2: Long Don John Blonde, if you didn't watch the uncensored puppet sex scene, you need to do it right now. I will do no such thing. That's the
0: one where there's poop involved? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that's the one you saw. Or is it not? You saw No, that I watched the R-rated win?
2: version. Uh, okay. Festonia. how could a review of Team America go without a pithy comment? Of the thought-provoking, thoughtful, and provoking dialogue that belonged to Matt Damon. <laughs>
0: I did mention that in the review, the written review, and actually, Blonde did bring that up briefly. Uh, I did. But yeah, I, did Matt Damon ever respond to that? He must have. I
2: don't know. I don't know. Um, Esoterica Unbound that came through. Four more times. Yeah, what the after. hell,
0: Raju Mohan is really scamming you tonight, dude. Definitely check your uh, your credit card statement, and if if he uh, if he actually quad charged you, be in touch, and we'll we'll get that taken care of.
2: I have gotta go. I'm way over. Oh, that's the
0: same one that. from before too. So that's like four yeah, it's the more. same
2: one. It's like eight times that one. He
0: octa charged him. Yeah. Wow.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, definitely check that out, Esoterica Unbound, and make sure that uh, Rajamahan is not scamming you. Um, But yeah, I can catch up. It looks like we're caught up on YouTube and Tippy, so I can catch up with Rumble and call it a night. It's been
2: real, guys. I will see you next Sunday. Remember that our call-in show is canceled so that everybody can spend time with their lovely families. I love you all. I will see you in a week. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Thanks. We'll see you next Sunday. And uh, thanks to to the uh, chatters here for your patience. We'll close out with Rumble and we'll call it a night. Uh, Nikki nine, four, one over on rumble says merch guys. If true, don't care shirts win all by three, that would be a good opportunity. You know, seriously, I know I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Um, I need to refresh the merch store because some, a lot of it, well, not a lot of it. There's outdated stuff like the Susan shirts that aren't really directly relevant anymore. Um, there's just, you know, designs that we haven't updated in a while. So I'm not a great graphic designer. And I'm also very busy. So that's the main reason why I haven't done it. But maybe after the the holiday here, maybe I'll put some thought to that. And what, what we should probably do is not just farm this out to the audience, but create opportunity for the audience too. Uh, the graphic designers who do or made the graphics, like my channel graphics or like the show graphics, obviously they're a part of that. And so revenue that's generated from merch sales goes to them. If we did some sort of... Um, we can, we can make some sort of community submissions where we, we do shirts designed by the audience and if those are well liked then the designers get a portion of the revenue something like that that way it's like a, a community effort and the people who are putting in the work also uh, get their cut of the money that's generated something like that I think would be a, a cool way to handle it because I agree that the merch has been ignored for some time it's just not something I have um, the skill or time to put a lot of attention to So. I'll remember if true, don't care is a specific request. Uh, Thank you, man. Uh, Crumbo or crum, crum of hell. The puppet porn was the best part of Team America. People porn is sinful. Puppet porn is proper. Let that one marionette a bit. That actually is an interesting philosophical discussion um, to the extent that that porn is viewed as highly damaging in its treatment of women and in the way it warps men's perspective of sex and all of those things. And those are points I generally grant, by the way. I I think that those are true. Do those um, hold true in the context of sort of a fictional depiction, like if it's cartoon or if it's puppet uh, or that sort of stuff? Is it? exactly the same morally or is it i mean i guess it can't be exactly the same morally because one moral component of porn is a porn actress or uh, mostly porn actresses ruining their lives as a matter of this production that isn't necessarily true in the cartoon context but in terms of the outside damage to the to the consumers of that product i wonder if it's i don't know would the market for puppet porn be as large as the market for regular porn Important philosophical discussions late in the show or philosophical considerations. Let's see. Uh, Thank you, Chrome JD1492, breaking. Leah Thomas announces her retirement from swimming to work at Bunghole and Associates as a law clerk. Reach for comment. Leah states her dream is to clerk for Jumanji Brown Jackson. That is her name going forward. Someone must have said that in the past, actually. Was that an Uncle Hunky Buck? I forget. Or maybe that was you personally, JD. If, I, I apologize if I didn't credit you originally. Who was it that said Jumanji Brown Jackson back when she was confirmed? And I remember pledging at the time that's her name going forward. And then I forgot. But that is so much better than even Jen Sackey's uh, mispronunciation of Ken Taji Brown Jackson. So it's Jumanji Brown Jackson. Thank you for that. It's like um, when, uh, for football fans out there, you might remember when Cam Newton called Indomic and Sue Donkey Kong Sue and got in a bunch of trouble. Donkey Kong, Sue, Jumanji, Brown Jackson—these are these are all great names. Cod Tongues, self-promotion allowed. 2020 election fraud picture book, and there's a link. Unfortunately, I can't look at the the video link. Uh, I don't know if uh, on Rumble if that actually comes through as clickable for people. Have a peek and laugh. Doctor Seuss meets 2,000 meals. I can't look at it at the moment, obviously, but um, if you'd like me to check it out, you can send me uh, send me an email and I'll take a look. Thanks for supporting the show. Putin, you down? Says. Matt and I once made love, and afterwards he didn't wash his feet or legs. He just let the leathery, sweet, oaky smell water. He just let the leathery, sweet, and oaky smell water wash down with what he calls the smell of the old West Hero Soap Company soap. Well, uh, that is uh, very much appreciated. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that fine narrative. Appreciate it. Wow, good going. Oh. F- uh, we're all set on Rumble, I think. On Odyssey, I don't even know. Odyssey has its own kind of online their own their own websites currency here. Uh, I'll read these. Uh, I don't even know what amount this is, but uh, Matt and I are Matt. I remember you doing a review for the movie Gremlins, and I think you gave it a four or five, but I forget what blonde gave Gremlins. I gave it a five. If you'd like to know what blonde gave it, you can actually go. If you go to my website, you click on the homepage where it says movie reviews. That's going to bring you to the movie reviews page there. And there's actually a link on that page. To go to uh, the all of the data of the movie review segment organized. And that's that was done by our listener and friend Michael Schlecht. And you can look at that spreadsheet that populates every week. And it'll give you the score of every movie that we've reviewed. My score, Blonde's score, the audience's aggregate score, the aggregate IMDB score. All the data associated with the movie review segment. All the way back to the very first one of Tremors. And uh, that's how you would uh, get a reminder of what Blonde gave it. Go look at the, uh, the movie review page over on my website. I think it's mattchristensen.com. What, or Mac- I couldn't get mattchristensen.com because some jackass took it. So it's mattchristensenmedia.com. And I, I can't get matt is.gay either. But the movie review page that you're looking for is mattchristensenmedia.com slash matt's dash movie dash reviews. Or you can just find it linked on the home page. Big red text that says Matt's movie reviews. Click on that. That's where you'll find it. Blanket says, that's pretty funny. Blonde who loves South Park thinks this movie was meh. But Matt, who's not a huge fan of South Park, loves this movie. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge South Park hater. Um, it just, for whatever reason, it, it never resonated with me. It never really. I know I'm in a minority, but it, uh, maybe I just haven't seen enough of it. It never has, has made me laugh. Really, really hard. Part of the problem with South Park is a weird negative association where this one kid that I really hated in high school uh, always did a Cartman impression and actually wore the stupid South Park hat all the time. And I just I, I hated that dude uh, and I hated him for good reasons. But I think that the association of South Park in my mind with him in my juvenile developing mind just sort of made me subconsciously dislike south park by default in a weird way and i should probably give it another chance but uh, team america's fantastic work we're good on odyssey we're good on rumble oh um actually we have one more on rumble link to the future says good night everyone happy soon to be fourth of july america fuck yeah coming again to save the motherfucking day america fuck yeah freedom is the only way i've been uh, referencing those songs all weekend although my wife just wants me to stop chanting aids Uh, in reference to the least parody in the movie. All right. Uh, Yeah, we are are all set on all of our Super Chat platforms, which means we are good to call it a show. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us this evening, as always. Thank you for your chats. Thank you for your Super Chats and your jokes that are far superior to ours. Uh, Appreciate your contributions to the show. Of course, if you're listening later on demand, if you're traveling around over the 4th of July holiday listening to us later, thank you kindly for supporting the show as well. And speaking of, if you have some time to kill over this holiday, you need more to listen to. Well, guess what? There's lots more to listen to over on the audio platforms of the show. Check it out at mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcasts, the audio platforms have the uh, the replays of Wednesday's call-in show. They have Blonde's interviews, some other material you might not find on YouTube. All sorts of stuff. Speaking of anything else show-related, com is where you find it. We'll be back next Sunday. Remember, no call-in show this week. Back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not me at the press. It is the Matt and Blonde show. Have a great 4th of July holiday.